0: Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe we would like to invite you to take the stage for the sound of ink open mic poetry night now let's get started I want your ink in our ears hello everybody and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe open mic poetry show yes Virginia there is a show on tonight I need to make sure that I apologize to everybody for missing the show last week it's the first time in 15 years that's ever happened. For those of you that don't know, Christopher was taken from work by ambulance into the hospital, and I had to go down there. I did not have access to my phone to set up a uh, workshop or anything or had any way of letting anybody know what was going on because the uh, emergency room, they had pacemaker things, and they would not allow us to use our cell phones, and it was just crazy. And I came home to find out everybody panicking, thinking that I'd been abducted by aliens. So it's really nice to know that if something ever happens and I have a heart attack that I'm not going to be laying in my apartment somewhere and not found for two weeks and having my cats eat me. So I want you guys to know how much I love the fact that you guys missed me. <laughs> So, it is our holiday week, our show before the holiday weekend, so I want to wish everyone a merry, happy, all the things, and uh, it's just going to be a fun show tonight. We have some things to go over before we get started. First of all, if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646 (laughs) 646 595 3965 if you'd like to call in and read. I was wondering about that myself. No cat food for Nyla. Myla. Who's Myla, Robbie? I don't know any Myla. Anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: chat caught me again. I'm closing that window. Uh, it doesn't distract me. He loves it when he does that. I don't know what in the heck I just did to my studio. That's craziness here. Um, There we go. Okay, all right. So anyway, if you guys are interested in putting together a workshop, let me know. I'm not going to go into the whole rigmarole right now, but you can shoot me a message on Myspace. Probably be the easiest. So if I'm not on your contacts list, you can reach me on there under Nyla N Y L A New York like New York, Los Angeles. Alicia last name A L I S I A. Let me know what you want to put together. These can be anywhere from three hour or t- 30 minutes to three hours long on anything you would like to put them together on, just let me know and we'll get those set up. I really want to take a moment here and thank our sponsors. We're getting to the end of our 2021 broadcasting season. And so it's really important that we make sure that we sincerely recognize all of those people who stepped up to the plate and helped keep us on the, on the air on this, our 15th year going in our 15th year, you guys. So anyway, all those people who, uh, who helped contribute towards our sponsorship, our, our broadcasting license. Those sponsors are, drum roll, hang on, drum roll, probably could do a better drum roll. Drum roll, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solerchek, Brad and Darling Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. We also had contributions donated in the memory of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. Thank you everybody for helping keep us keep us on the air with our 2021 season. We are going to be going into our 2022 season here in a month. So we will be doing our sponsorship for our 2022 broadcasting season. If you're interested in contributing towards the broadcasting license, you can shoot me a message and I'll let you know what we're doing, or you can watch for the post on our page. All right, now it is time for our workshop, and I am only going to give you a partial workshop this week. For those of you that have holidays that you celebrate this time of year, I want to make sure that I'm not overloading you with homework scrolling down to there so it is time for inspiration from the inkwell a mini workshop we're going to start with your poetry prompts now keep in mind these prompts will be used in all of your writing tasks that we do each week we're kind of changing things up a little bit because I think that tying things in together will help you accomplish them faster than if I give you three separate tasks so if I kind of stir them all up into one then they'll just feed off of each other right that's a theory anyway. So as I go through these, if you miss any of this, don't panic. At the end of the show, our uh, program is archived, and you, there is a podcast you can listen to, so you can come back and listen to the first 15 minutes of the show and be able to start and stop and get these written down at your leisure, if you miss any of them right now. Same thing with any of them, you know, the, any of the shows. If you sing there one night and you don't know what to write about, If you need some ideas, go to the first 15 minutes of any of our programs and listen to our inspiration from the Inkwell segment, and you'll find something in there to get you off and running. So as I said, let's get started with your poetry prompts. Now remember, prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. The prompt can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or the general concept of the poem. Beyond that, what you do with it is up to you. So number your paper from 1 through 12, right, The first one is thanks for the coal. Thanks for the coal. Two, tale of the storyteller. Tale of the storyteller. Three, feather on the windowsill. Feather on the windowsill. Four, all the gods. All the gods. Five. 70 miles past caring, 70 miles past caring. Six, the evil in stars, the evil in stars. Seven, the moon tastes like bourbon, the moon tastes like bourbon. Number eight, since we first began to crawl since we first began to crawl. Nine. Someday I will learn to love. Someday I will learn to love. Ten. Low stone fences. Low stone fences. Eleven. Phantom pain. Phantom pain. And twelve. The cold sky of dawn. The cold sky of dawn. All right, remember, you can mix and match these. You can take uh, prompt seven and two and nine and 12 and mix those all into one poem. You can write one poem to each of the 12 prompts, or you can get real froggy and write one poem using all 12 prompts. All right, we are not going to be doing your uh, your prose exercise this week. We'll get back to doing that next week, just so you know. But we are going to be doing your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And it's really important. I I would highly suggest that you do this before you sit down and write the palm to your prompts, because it's going to help you come up with something pretty freaking amazing. So before you write to your prompts, what I would like you to do for your writing exercise, your pick-a-part-prompt-writing exercise, is I want you to start on a clean journal page. And at the top of that page, I want you to write prompt number one, which was, let me scroll up there real quick. Thanks for the coal. (laughs) Yeah, Santa. (laughs) So write thanks for the coal at the top of the page. And then I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. You know, so obviously, you know, like I said, thanks, Santa, you know, the the coal and the stocking and stuff. That was my first knee-jerk reaction to that prompt was, thanks for the coal. Santa gave me coal because I've been naughty, right? But what else could it be? What else could I write to that prompt? What else could it stand for? What else could it mean? What else could it be the voice of or the face of or the shadow of? Okay, so write down at least six different poems you could write to each prompt when you're done with number one, go to number two, all the way down until you get to number 12 and you've got six different poems you could write to all 12 different prompts. Now, the guarantee. I promise you that you will not be able to get through all 12 prompts writing six ideas to each prompt. You will not be able to get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you and you're going to be often writing a poem. And the poem that you write is going to be something totally different than you would normally write totally unique and incredible, and you're just going to wow yourself. Absolutely guarantee you cannot get through this exercise without writing a poem. It is absolutely impossible. All right. So that is it. That is your pick apart a prompt writing exercise for the week. Write six ideas for each of the 12 prompts. I'm going to run through those again really quickly. One, thanks for the coal. Two, tale of the storyteller. Three, feather on the windowsill. Four, all the gods. Five, 70 miles past caring. Six, the evil in stars. Seven, the moon tastes like bourbon. Eight, since we first began to crawl. Nine, someday I will learn to love. Ten, low stone fences. Eleven, phantom pain. And twelve, the cold sky of dawn. And there you have it. I know you're going to have fun with those. Now remember we've been focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading, reading more than you're writing. What are you doing? You're doing it backwards. Correct. I'm so proud of you guys for remembering that. <laughs> Remember, you need to have input in order to have output. You are what you, you eat, and that applies to your brain as well. Then the ongoing activities we've been focusing on is, first, I want you to strive to learn one new poetry form every single month. And I were, if I were to sit all of you down, we've been doing this one for a year. And if I were to sit each and every one of you down right now, I'm sitting face-to-face with you, and I'm talking to you, yes, you, you, listening to me right now. If I were to sit down with you face-to-face and ask you how many you learned this year, how many have you learned? Now, I love you guys dearly, but I am betting that 90% of you could count them on one hand. And I'm betting that some of you could count them in one hand with all your fingers down. Okay. This is really important. They're little word puzzles. They're, they're amazing little things you can do to challenge your brain, to get it to, to step out of its comfort zone, and that's really important to do as a writer. It's really important to challenge yourself. That's what keeps that brain muscle strong. That's what keeps your muse powerful. All right, So it's fun. Do those. It's important. It's nice, it's nice at least to have a working knowledge. Someone's, you're going to be sitting there someday, and someone's going to go, Oh, yes, oh I wrote this amazing Villanelle the other day, and, oh, my gosh, it got such rave reviews, Gerald. What did you think of it? Do you like Villanelles? And you're going to go, Oh, my God. What the hell am I talking about? I don't know what I'm about now. Excuse me. I'm going to go get you some punch. Okay? That's going to happen someday. It's really important that you have a working, working knowledge of your craft, Okay? So do. Sit down and learn one new poetry form every single month. The next thing, write a haiku every day. It's writer's discipline. Writer's, exi- writer's block does not exist. It's like an urban legend. It's like the boogeyman. It can't get you if you don't believe in it. What happens is we get caught up in quicksand, mental quicksand. That is absolutely not the same thing as writer's block. You can pick up a pencil and write a grocery list, and that is writing. Therefore, you do not have writer's block. You can write. The challenge is that we put a, such a girdle on our brains that we think we have to sit down and write this phenomenal poem every single day or all the time. Or we have to keep up with so-and-so on Facebook. Oh, my God, how do they write 20 poems in one day and post them? And I'm not getting as many likes and people are going to forget about me. And oh, my God. Don't, stop. Stop. Slow down. Okay? Let yourself Breathe. Don't put that much pressure on yourself. Instead, go out in your day and find something worth 17 syllables. That should be your writer's discipline. That is the pressure you should put on yourself. 17 syllables every day. In doing this, you are going to create the habit of picking up the pen and writing something creative every day. 17 syllables is a lot less pressure than trying to write an entire poem. But what's going to happen After you start doing that, it's going to become habit, and your brain is going to take those 17 syllables and turn them into 18 lines, and then seven verses, and then so on, and then so on. It's going to help you create that writer's discipline that is going to feed that creative side of you, and the more you feed it, the more hungry it gets, the more it needs to be fed, the more it needs to be, it's just going to grow and grow and grow. It's like one of those snowballs rolling down the hill, you know, the little eyeballs sticking out of it, right? So every day, go out in your day and find something worth 17 syllables. Carry a little notebook with you. And I don't care if when you write it down, don't, think, don't overthink it when you're doing it. If it's only 15 syllables, that's fine. You can add a couple more later. You can take a couple away when you sit down and polish it. The, the idea is just to get those little poetic hiccups down on paper so you have them every day. Spend that much time listening to the creative side of your brain. Let it breathe. Let it grow. Let it know it's important to you. Okay. All right. That's what we have for you this week for your inspiration from the workshop or with inspiration from the Inkwell workshop portion of the show. If you happen to miss any of this, don't worry. You can go back to the archives after the show is over, and you can jot those down then. Now, the next thing I am going to do is we are going to play an audio track. Now, I actually had two of them picked out for you tonight that I was going to start the show with, but I can't until after we take our first caller. So I'm only going to play one of them for you, and this one that I'm going to start the show with is by our beloved Philip Kent Church, and it's called Christmas is Here. And here you go.
2: Once again, Christmas is Here. Such a very special time of the year, with chilly and brilliant starry, silent nights, neighborhoods all aglow with Christmas lights, hearths being warmed by the Yule log, candy and cookies with custard and nog, little faces with big eyes filled with wonder, believing in love and the spirit they're under. Remember, just like them wishing for that one special toy, learning about the Magi's gift and the little drummer boy, or wiping away the tears from how much it meant seeing the change in old Scrooge as he chose to repent, or how sweetly Linus recited what he had to say, teaching Charlie Brown the true meaning of the day being reminded of simpler times filled with so much fun, knowing the real gift was love when Ralphie got his BB gun, seeing our hometowns transformed with decorations displayed while standing on the corner watching the Christmas parade, warm homes filled with wonderful aromas like gifts from above Evergreen sweetness mixed with goodies prepared by hands of love. Hearing those beloved voices whilst repeating their chide when presents were shaken trying to discover what's inside. Keeping a close eye on the weather if the temperature's low causes a one day each year nearly everyone wants snow. Families gathering early still sleep in their night clothes worn, watching rumpus children tear away gift wrap in early morn. When grown-ups gather the young, forgetting all the world's danger, and teach them about angels, wise men, shepherds, and the manger. Because in the end there can be no doubt, that's what the whole season's really about. Our Father, for all of us, in order to save, loves us so well with the gift that He gave, that in a battle for our lives, the victory was won by the child we celebrate, God's only begotten Son. Because of that wonderful gift, our eternal lives are held tight, and by His Spirit, He's right here with us both day and night. Because of this first best Christmas gift, our lives can be as new. The gift endures still offered to the world, including me and you. So, no matter the season, whether summer, spring, or fall, the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the best gift of all.
0: That was Philip Kent Church with Christmases here. Oh, I love that man so much and I miss him so terribly and I'm very happy that we have him here with us still sharing his beautiful stories on words. I was very proud to be able to play that for the beginning of our seasonal show. All right, guys. What comes next? We are going to get to our open mic portion of the show. If you would like to call in, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. I want to share something with you really quick just because I stumbled a lot. Philip and, and uh, we just lost um, John Case, as many of you know. And it's really made me think about, you know, especially being the end of the year, and as everything's all nostalgic and sentimental. So, you know, Philip's really been on my mind a lot, uh, along with some of our other poets that we have lost over the year. And I was looking for some tracks by Philip, and so I did a, a Google search on him, and I found his obituary online. And I hadn't seen that before, and so I pulled it up and read it, and just to let you guys know how much of an impact you had on this man's life and how much this community meant to him, we are actually mentioned in his obituary, the Speakeasy Cafe, as someplace that was important to him. I thought that was pretty awesome. That, that really, that really, really got me in the gut. And that really had me... Uh, had me going when I saw that it just it absolutely meant a lot and I I think that I that's important to share that with you just to let you know you know that that's got to be a that you, you ha, that has to be pretty I don't know just to mean so much to somebody that that you know he didn't even write it himself it was written by his family members and to know that we meant that much to him that they mentioned us in his obituary as something that he wanted remembered in his life because it was important to him. That's pretty freaking awesome. I am so humbled and so honored and just love him so much. Um, and whoever wrote his obituary for putting that in there, it just it really, really meant a lot. So I thought I'd share with you. That's a pretty amazing gift that I found tonight that I wanted to share with you guys because I, I do. I think it is an incredible gift. It tells you a lot about yourselves. So... Pretty cool, huh? All right, anyway, so number to call in, 646-595-3965, if you'd like to call in and read tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. Mama, I saw you called in, 216, um, but you didn't put your hand up. I still have you where you called in. You'd be right after 731 if you want to talk, if you want to read right now, um, go ahead and press 1 and you won't lose your place in line because you were called in first. But if you're not ready yet, just press 1 whenever you are ready and I'll go ahead and grab you whenever you're ready. That way, you know, you aren't on hold for a long time. So, yeah, we do take callers in the order that you call in. So listen for your telephone area code. When we bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. That is very important so people know who's reading and your name is attached to your work. You can read two poems if you would like. Uh, If that changes at any time and the lines get too busy, I will let you know, and we may have to switch that back to one, but unless that happens, uh, I'll let you know if it does. Until then, you're good to go on two. When you are done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to find you and be able to come visit with you and get to know you and your work better. And then please remember that we have a mature rating, meaning you're bound to hear just about anything on here, and you probably will, with the exception of adult porn poems. No hardcore erotica. Other than that, you guys are good to go. All righty? So let's go. Hang on. I need to... Have you guys ever, I don't do fast food, right, I don't eat fast food, but I was really thirsty, and I was driving over the coast one day, so I stopped at a McDonald's, and they have these Coke Slurpee things, frozen Cokes, and I am addicted to them now. They're, I mean, they're really just basically a Coke Slurpee, but they are so freaking good, and I have one, and I hope that I don't slurp the straw while I'm doing the show tonight, but just in case I do. I want you to be aware that that's what that noise is because <laughs> they're so yummy and I have no, no clue at all. All right. So let's go ahead and grab our first caller of the night. We have Michael at seven, three, one. Michael, are you with me? Hi, Nala. Hi.
3: You, How uh, are you doing, sweetheart?
4: Good. Great. Uh, when you, uh, at the beginning of the show, you told people the fastest way to get to you, and find you, was to send you an email on MySpace. You might want to resurrect that. You go Facebook.
0: Oh. Well, you know I'm getting old. So. <laughs> nice. On Facebook, guys. Facebook.
4: Okay. Give me your Facebook address.
0: Facebook is Nyla Alicia.
4: All right. Uh, I, got a con- I got a confession to make. Uh, last week, when you didn't show, I wasn't worried about you. I wasn't remotely concerned. I just assumed that, you know, you had a date.
0: <laughs> I had a date? No, I didn't have a date.
4: That's, that's what just came to my mind. Hey, Nala's got a date tonight. Good for her. Uh, we'll get by.
0: I will tell so you this right now, in all sincerity. There is not a man on this earth that could come up and say, "Let's go out Thursday night," and I would tell him yes and not be here for the show. If, if it, really? if I'm important to him, he'll wait till Friday. Yep. Oh yes. You'd you guys are no more to important than any silly boy.
4: You'd say no to Seb.
0: Well, Seb could come sit right beside me and help me host the show, but I would be
5: here.
4: Yeah, that's right. Anyway, I dug up some, I dug up some Christmas poems on my computer. It's kind of odd. It's both of them have the day that I read them on your show, and it just seems like just the other day. But boy, it's not just the other day. Uh, one was in 2018. One was in 2015.
0: Is so, one uh, of them the Christmas semi-centennial celebration?
4: It actually is. How do you remember
0: that? Because check this out. Hang on a minute.
4: Christmas
6: Semi-Centennial Celebration by Michael Tide. Christmas bells sounding heretofore. Church bells ringing in the distance. Bell on the hotel desk. Room for more? Salvation Army Santa rings. Persistence. The sound of wound snow globe chimes. Serves as a makeshift music box voice. Tambourines acceptable in these times. Carolers singing requests.
4: Your choice?
6: A kettle hangs in front of the mill, near a trail where the river bends. Resonance alters as it begins to fill. Charity offers efforts to make amends. The air is heavy, substantial goodwill. Moment's causation seemingly never ends. Incentive overwhelms the winter chill in this season of heartfelt dividends. Hand in hand we stroll up the hill, to celebrate with family and friend, as time itself is brought to a still, all who in part have proffer to extend. Cascading along the cedar-green rose, wind's impeding challenge but a whit. Carolers singing, striding in a pose, trace of snowfall an added benefit. Soon all revelers will vanish inside, even bells quiet, time is growing late. From here, A Merry Christmas Implied Among Our Modest Township in
1: 1968.
4: Surprise. That was sweet. I didn't even take a breath in that. Boy. (laughs) You're
0: you're part of the Christmas tradition. I do have that. I was going to play that at the beginning of the show, and I saw you online and thought, well, maybe I better not until I know if he's going to read it, but I wanted to surprise you with it so that I could play it on the show. So
4: that means That's because sweet. I played it as a track That means you can still read too Alright well, That's a pretty nice surprise there So <laughs> I'll, do, I'll read one that I think Is your favorite Christmas poem for me I'm pretty sure it's called Cindy's Christmas Cards Oh you're going like What is Cindy's Christmas Cards Well, well let's see if you remember it <clears throat> I wrote this in 2012 I did it on the show And 2015, this is Cindy's Christmas Cards. Today was a good day for her to gather in the mail. She opens to gaze on the image and phrases entailed. Garner those that speak in and of 20 and 12, arrange them all in order and appropriately shelved. Such as it is as we seek to display our holiday decor. For her, it is firm tradition. It is so much more. She has come in her time to know and understand within her grasp destined to be legacies in hand. She steals away to a corner with treasures stored in silent seclusion, brings to light cherished hoard. To untie the ribbon she carefully pulls one strand and memories leap out as if awaiting her command. Christmas cards from bygone days, friendly ghosts, the ones she kept, the ones she admired the most. Some with surface tempered and worn, as if embossed. Not one word superficial, not a single meaning lost. Winter snow, tree lights aglow, corners fairly worn. Wise men standing before a cradle, images inborn. Candle and flowers, those that reflect holiday theme. Candle shines upon a hearth, seems to cast a gleam. Snow glow balanced in the palm of a child's hand. Outdoor lights hanging in rows, strand by strand. An entire village pops up, church steeples showing, or you can make a wish with this bright star glowing. Some speak in prose while others state in rhyme. Several are as artifacts, professing date and time. Each have a common steadfast place in her heart, in kind playing a role in her tale, an integral part. Tis Christmas magic that allows ancestry to appear in their youth, times past and gone, now seem near enough she could reach, touch, and see them as they were when she was but a child. Memories manifest and stir. They seem to speak in solemn, thinly veiled voices between laughter and tears, affording varied choices. Each one is granted visits. She pauses to reflect, returns them back to their home, each without neglect. She gained a measure of each, all the images allowed. Sugar canes can be counted on when walking on a cloud. Scattered glitter lingers, and in case you didn't know, reindeer flying beneath the moon never cast a shadow.
7: Important.
0: You know that I probably have Christmas cards in a bundle just like that from when I was a kid. I keep them all, all of them.
4: That's sweet. I've got a bunch. I've got a bunch. I, I, I kind of, when I cleaned up my my room, straightened things up about five years ago, I had way more than I realized. And <laughs> I, put them all in a, I put them all in a nice plastic container with a lid, but there were too many for the lid to fit, so it just sits on top of the shelf in a safe place.
0: Isn't that, isn't that funny, the way those hold so much value and are priceless? I mean, how can something hold so much value and be priceless at the same time? Good point. Like that poem.
4: Well, okay. Do you want one more?
1: I do.
4: All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Unthread this one right here. Let's see. Okay, here we go. This is Poets Roundtable, number 200. It's not about the ornaments. Let us mark the willow tree as supplicant, for there's beauty in its bending grace in the dance of a sinking stone, constant sacrifice in a waterfall, aching glory in the crash of a wave on rock. Just imagine then how much power lies deep in spirit. We've traveled farther than we know, blind to what brought us here. Still, everything grows from something else, origins in premier. The tree of knowledge grows from the most barren limbs and settings, it is in the desert that we find discovery of beauty in invisible things. Though longings pile in tumbled dunes, desperate hands dig wells, even as the soul heaves sorrow when barren and parched it swells. For amongst the sandstones marks our trails in solitary paths, where the eternal stands to aimless winds and nature's forceful wrath. The wind is tested under assault as strength wavers with each blow, and the desire to stand weakens as loss takes away any reason to grow. But the correlation between giving and growing sins becomes apparent. And whispered calm breathes life anew to the power of love is inherent. In past years, never really knowing, we made our stand alone. It was just another day. New twinkling lights, winds scoured our bones. Yet then, like snow in the desert, we found beauty in unity our souls became nourished from the succulent fruit of life's tree. Farther than we know, we've traveled deeper meaning, often unaware. Once lost souls in barren deserts, we refuse to sink in despair. Those glass bridges we first constructed, at times we still fear they may shatter. But then life gently reassures us we've built strong connections that matter. Then... In the midst of our discontent, our discord, and our internal strife comes a little season, a gentle breath of hope to soothe and calm each life. But in our endless quest to gain and grow, we worship meaningless displays. We drape boughs in silver, gold, and tin to purchase peace upon this day. Can it be that we, so wise, so deeply learned, so highly civilized, have overlooked the simple truth that shined once and always in the desert sky? Have our trials left us greedy in vain, flaunting our trinkets for all to see? Do we even pause to remember this day, the greatest gift ever, hung on a tree? Perhaps it is too much to ask that we brush the divine on this day of days. We've been so close to the ground so long and wandered the winding ways. May our paths and purposes blend as they did for three wise men of the East, knowing not to what end, let us carry our gifts from the greatest to the least, We are all of us brothers in struggle and sorrow. Let us rejoice again for a moment. A hope of Christmas, a peace on earth, and goodwill to men. Inform.
0: That was absolutely phenomenal. Who were the players in that one?
4: Uh, The travelers were Lainey, Anna Eustacia, Dahlia Ramon, Greg Fallon the Falcon, Rutgers Siskin, Ruggie, and Carter Todd. You
0: know, that was, at, you did a really good job putting those poets together because that was absolutely seamless. It really flowed like one writer. I was listening for the breaks. So I was listening to see if I could pick out individual voices. And usually people have a style where you can pick out at least a couple of them. You'll say, oh, that sounds like, or oh, that sounds like. But throughout that entire piece, it was absolutely one poem. That's like big kudos to all of them.
8: Fantastic.
0: End of the, the cool Maestro.
4: They're all, they're all still with us.
0: They are. That might,
4: yeah, everybody's still alive and kicking.
0: <laughs> you Just, know, in 10 years, that's going to be something to be said, isn't it?
4: <laughs> Dude. It's been over 20 years since we wrote that.
0: Michael, it's been, over. It was been 40 years since we first started this show. Yeah,
4: well, <laughs> this, this form right here is uh, 11 years old.
0: That's crazy, isn't it?
4: I think so. I think so. That's crazy. All right, you did time an for me amazing say, job
0: starting out this show, baby. Thank you.
4: I had a blast. I always do. It's time for me to say... Merry Christmas, now.
0: Merry, happy, all the things to you, my dear.
4: All right, y'all have a blast tonight.
0: Be blessed, sweetheart. Merry Christmas
9: to you. Bye-bye.
0: Night, honey. Michael Todd, two Ds. You can find him on Facebook. All right, our next caller comes from area code, oh, sincere. Area code 323.
7: 323, you're on the air. Sincere from Los Angeles, California. Hey, how you doing? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas.
0: Happy holidays to you, darling. How are you? How's your family?
7: Uh, everybody's well. Can't complain.
0: Awesome. Y'all ready for the holidays?
7: Oh, as much as possible.
0: <laughs> so I, I finally got my tree put up today. And awesome. I don't do I don't do a Christmas tree. I do a winter tree, because I you oh, okay. know I believe in Merry Happy Everything. I I'm not going to tell anyone what they believe is wrong, or what I believe is right. Stacks. You know, so, so yeah, I just think facts. everybody has a right to right to believe what they want to believe. And so I do Merry Happy Everything tree, but I'm just now getting it up today. Isn't that crazy?
7: Well, hey, uh, your time is your time. Like you just, you just <laughs> said it, is when you feel like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been it's been an insane week. I didn't feel like getting out my decorations, so I took the dog for a walk, and I found all these little brambles and and things and 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 little uh, Queen Anne's lace skeletony things and and these little thistly looking things. And I brought them all home. I'm going to spray them with snow and shove them on the tree and make a nature beautiful, tree. I'm not going to do decorations. Beautiful,
8: beautiful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's good to hear from you, sweetheart. What are you going to bless us with tonight?
7: It says, a poet's revenge, a dime is two nickels fighting to be spiked. Go for it. Domestic product violence, booking, you trying to fry from rational radiation, from news that seems like a way to frighten us with propaganda, or is it this nation married a old dealer with exceptional skills to stymie us on a phrase a of, secretly seeks to jump ship, even to set up another drugs from over the counter, eventually leading to lend his hands to poison his own clan for prize of pride's sake. Sales on Broadway dancer, a dream that the date with life cameras in section 66 who came to see you swing. So my lips together in order not to die from the wrath of Cain and the European 13 families that run the world behind the blood infection keep sale. Oh, sorry, my family's under a Rock the Nation counselor. Chose to channel market. Breasts of hooter beast meets an ink with no bands to think without a third and third-hand singularity lotion up someone's ass to plug with a leftover winery praying party 666. Antibiotics and anticlimactic approach. When keeping half the world poor and the new birth still babies over Internet, connect summer dummies, judge me at Martha Stewart's boneyard. I got a bone to plucked from underneath that cyclops fourth leg over on 6th Avenue Rockefeller Drive. Boring, isn't it? When the Hamptons only take those making money from selling bodies on the red tape black market space. Banned on a land stolen off the backs of those seeking a seamless caring act of love from mounts. Don't give up. Please operate in the horse stack. Feed her overnight hindsight. A man's colors only when the horse favorite JoJo dancer wrong, understanding a bastard's came to. A forced revenge can't write about anything stellar conjuring of spirits off a woman's sob story by a lie once told to seek noise further away from ears clarity. Ten people can loan me a shiny penny value. When this new world corners by a present death of treason, like the South versus North concluded. Tell me again your name. A poetry revenge, a dime's two nickels fighting to be spiked. That's that piece, sincere.
0: That was incredible. Well, thank you. You are very, very welcome. Are you going to read two for tonight, love?
7: Oh, absolutely. The second was your year, year information. From day two after the agenda turned out and the 21st century began, life has been more of gathering information through time by dropping bonds to the Internet. Your information came out of in which we now can learn about anything, about anyone at any time. More of a ladder, ladder of success auction at a steep price tag. For now our privacy can and will be open in a low period on news about anyone who wants to pay for information about any year given about a dozen themes. Don't know about you or what lies ahead, but I need to upgrade to fill my circles within a crock. Year of infidels. Information on dead in drop zone proximity of taking from takers. Who take advantage due to bought information on credit to lifeline. Two dozen fold on the rocks created cracks. Wise man once said, "Don't blink or you lose a second of life in that moment." Year of old information. Sincere from Los Angeles. F F P.
0: You know the days of Billy the Kid are definitely gone, aren't they? We can't go out and just you know rob a bank willy-nilly and go head off in the hills, 15 miles from town, and nobody find us because you know they're going to track our cell phone. They're going to oh, see our oh post and goodness. recognize the landmark on Facebook. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's just it's incredible. It's, it's absolutely. You know, there was a guy. On I can't remember. This has been years and years ago when the Internet first came out, and he was on one of those talk shows like uh, Murray whatever or something like that, and he was talking about he could start a conversation with anyone on the Internet and in 15 minutes be able to tell them all kinds of personal information about themselves, where they live, the street, the house, everything. You know, crazy. just just through a conversation, little tiny things that people let slip that they don't even know they let slip. You know, let alone let alone now. You know, you're talking about how they can just, you know, you, you you touch a key and they've just farmed your last 15 years of, you know, bowel movements. They know everything. Absolutely,
7: absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's insane. There's just there is absolutely is no privacy anymore.
7: No.
0: Both of those were fantastic reads, Ed. Fantastic. Thank, thank you.
7: Thank you, you. So much. you for having me.
0: Oh, absolutely no, thank you for being here sincerely. Sincerely.
3: Right? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Sincerely yours. That's why you need to sign off and everything. That was sincerely yours. Absolutely. All right, baby. Tell everyone how to find you.
7: You can find me Ed McKinney on Facebook, one half court um, you also can find on Instagram one half court publishing. That's my business page. You can see what I'm doing as far as my um, documentary film, and um, soon to be released two uh, poetry books of haikus coming soon.
0: Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here tonight, and we will talk to you. Let me see what next. I didn't even haven't even looked at the calendar. Next week is the thirtieth. So, yeah, we'll be doing a show.
7: I'll uh, see you them. on the 30th.
0: So, yeah, see you for the New Year's show. Thank you, honey.
7: That sounds like you're welcome. Thank you.
0: Hey, did you tell everyone how to find you again?
7: Yes. Ed McKinney Facebook. on Facebook. That's right.
0: Okay. You know, it's just it's been one of those weeks.
7: I understand. <laughs> the holidays <laughs> I are good. The, the season to do it. Have a good night.
0: <laughs> you too, love. Bye bye. All right, we're going to go ahead and grab Mama at two one six. Mama, are you with us?
10: Yes, I'm here.
0: <laughs> hey, Mama, how you feeling, honey?
10: I'm feeling much better. I'm still here uh, in recovery, but tomorrow I leave, and I got a new mm-hmm. home.
0: So what's going on with all that? Well, you'll have I'll have to call you and fill in. But I am for those of you that don't know. Mama went into the hospital with COVID and double pneumonia, and she said, fuck you, COVID, and kiss my ass pneumonia, and absolutely rocked it all the way through, I was so scared I was going to lose her, and I don't know what in the world I would do without my mama. I was absolutely terrified. Of course, I wouldn't let her know that. You know, you have to be strong and all that stuff. But I was absolutely terrified that I was going to lose my mama because COVID's a scary thing. And to have double pneumonia on top of that, I mean, not very many people are going to come back from that. You know that, right, Mama? Not people don't come back from that. Not at 73 years old. Not at
10: 73,
0: <laughs> not at 73 No. And and, so, and you did. You just said fuck you. And you do. You. I'm so I'm so happy <laughs> and so blessed and so excited and so, so so glad that only the good die young.
10: <laughs> right. Right. Because
0: that means my yeah. my amazing Henri Feisty Mama is gonna be here forever.
10: Okay. Okay. Things like it. And I was just giving you the good news that I got, I got a place into an a, into an a assistant living place. It's called Holy Spirit, and well, I'll be leaving to go there next week sometime. Yeah.
0: Well, you've got to so you let me know as soon as you have visit, the address because okay. you have a New Year's <laughs> present on the way.
10: Yeah, they say you can come and visit. I, said, I mean, they said you can have overnight guests and everything. It's a really nice place. So I'll be looking forward, forward to seeing you I come up and That'll visit. that would be incredible. Right. So the piece I chose is because so many people are not here for our Thanksgiving and Christmas like we used to have in the old days. I read this for you a long time ago,
11: <clears throat>
10: and my voice is still kind of bad. So just look over that and just think about the good times. And the name of this particular prose poem is called The Good China. And um, I want to shout out Leslie and Maggie, um, they're listening, so I'm going to shut them off now. And the name of this piece again is called is Good China. It was the last time we had our family dinner together at Auntie's house. I remember her always taking it out. It was Thanksgiving, and the five of them are now missing, None of us knew that we'd ever eat on the good china again. After Auntie's announcement that she was too old to be our designated host, we said our blessings and decided it was up to Mary, my mom, to continue this tradition. But now mom is gone, and she's not here to continue the tradition. But that day, I remember we gathered up the good china, and after we washed it carefully and dried it, we tucked it into, into those little Ziploc cases that they lived in. But somehow, we all knew that these delicate plates would never again be the dish that was that we that was that we served our food on with love with the home-cooked meals. We chatted and the good China was then packed away with all the matching gravy bowls and napkin ring holders and it was retired, never to be used again. Our next meal together was somber. Though we had brought a dish to the gathering we all brought just to the gathering. The good china did not protest because it was safe at Auntie's house. The elegance of the meal was diminished, served on mismatched plates, some even cracked with faded flowers. No one really paid attention. It was a very ritualistic and robotic meal. It was as if we had all we all had other stops to make, and we were just passing through, quite uncertain. The faster we ate, the less we had to think about the five who were missing. We could make small talk and give pretend kisses and move on. But Mary, my mother, was never Betty Crocker. But Aunt Rose was Martha Stewart plus. So we now were in incohesive in as, as a group and had lost our family glue. Conversations with our meal, well, it was minimal. Mom was the only one left of her clan, and she was not feeling it. Though we never sent for the good china again, we also never even knew where our family dinners were to be held. It was time for me to give the good china away to my daughter, my sister, or my niece. I tried, but no one wanted the good china they never wanted the persian rugs or any other artifacts no one spoke up for the knickknacks or for the Hummel figures no one cared to no one found beauty in the bone china the crystal or the blown glass so i just held on to them sometimes i'd open the china cabinet and we'd just sit laugh or cry and think of the days when we were loved and considered special we both still have we both Still have beauty, the good China, and I, but there's no one left to behold it. Mm. So I write a poem in remembrance of my loved ones who honored us with the best they had, who presented us with things they held dear, and who served us on silver platters and the good China. That's it dedicated to Aunt Rose, Aunt Dolores, Aunt Eva.
0: That brought up so, so much emotion. I think a lot of us, you know, depending on what age we are, a lot of us still remember going to holiday dinners at Grandma's house. I mean, I remember that when I was little. You know, we would go to Grandma's house, and she'd have that big silver Christmas tree, you know, that that aluminum silver Christmas tree from the 60s in her. And the table in the corner with the blue, always had the blue, bulbs on it and as soon as we'd get there she'd say lint lint and she'd give us a baggie and all of us kids would have to crawl around on the carpet and pick up lint you know because she couldn't stand having lint on her carpet and then when that was finally done and we lost interest then you know we would she'd tell she'd go stories stories and we'd go sit down with grandpa and he would tell us stories for hours about buck rogers and about what it was like when he got you know, he was 14, and he hitchhiked with a friend up to Canada to work in the lumber camps, and he had gangsters pick him up, but they didn't kill him because he knew how to whistle really good. And wow. said they bought him a steak dinner and, you know, and stories about him <laughs> flying airplanes and how to identify clouds and, you know, all these amazing stories. And then we'd go sit with Grandma Sandy and Great-Grandma Sandy and had, had no idea what to say to her but because she was just so old. But, you know, you love to sit there and hold her hands because they were like velvet and... You know, we don't, that this wow. doesn't happen anymore. You know, and I'm I'm sitting no. there, you know, putting up my tree today. I put up my, seriously, put up my tree today and took my dog for a walk and picked bramble out of the, out of the forest. that I'm going to stuff in the tree for decorations this year and make it like a little nature tree because I just don't, I'm not in the mood to pull out the decorations this year. And, you know, I've I've really been thinking about that a lot, about how how we've lost that tradition. You know, my kids aren't gonna be coming over, they all want Christmas at home and we're gonna be doing a New Year's celebration instead, you know, instead of a Christmassy thing and I said, Where did it go? How did how did we lose that? You know, and those things that you talk about, you know, the little hummel figures. I've got a I have a green glass fruit jar that's got a whole bunch of bubbles in the glass and it's got one of those zinc lids and it's full of S and H green stamps. And that was in my grandma's oh, wow. windowsill, my great-grandma's windowsill, when I was little. And I would remember her standing there over the stove, this big gas stove, and she'd have on this this house dress with purple flowers on it, and one of these big bib aprons, and she would be stirring whatever it was she was stirring, and her waddle on her arm would be going back and forth, and grandpa, grandpa would walk through the room and slap her on the bottom, and she'd shake the spatula at him and get mad at him because he did that in front of the kids. And... You know, I've got that. I have that fruit jar that was in her window, in my window, and every time I look at it, I see it, and it makes me think That's about you know sense. that that whipped honey butter that she would feed us. It would make me want to throw up, but I'd eat it because she made the biscuits with so much love that I wouldn't dare not eat the whipped honey with it. You know. Well, I just I wonder, are are our kids going to have those kind of memories?
10: Uh, they'll have some. I don't think they'll be like like those that we had. So. That's why I wrote the form so that they could at least look, go into their imagination and imagine what it was like. Um, okay, you know that so that good I mean,
0: China might not be important, but I hope that it's still around because it's going to end up being important to somebody someday. You know, Somebody's going to want it. I think
10: I gave it. it to my niece, finally. Mm-hmm. But um, I have one more. Are we reading two or two
0: yep. yep. Sorry, okay. I went off on a tangent, you guys. Go ahead, Mama.
10: This one? This one is um, about why everybody is getting sick and it's like the world is coming to an end and so many things are happening and why did God choose to give me, to, to really give me this breath that was taken away from me? Why did he bring me through what I've just been through? And so I wrote a poem about it and it doesn't have a title. But the poem is, so many, too many, didn't open their eyes, did not take another breath. These are some crying times, some trying times we are in. Waiting and watching a new miscreant killed a hundred more today. We are yet to know the cause between the rage of nature and the wrath of God, between man killing man and children killing children. So many, too many, didn't open their eyes, did not take another breath. They say I was near death. Who am I? Whose am I? I belong to the Most High. I belong to almighty God I live Don't remember most of what I should But I live And I wonder A few days ago I couldn't remember my thoughts Or my pin number Couldn't remember to deep breathe My breathing was shallow My color sallow Don't really know why he spared me Or why he's taking care of me. Or what it is that he wants me to see. Prayers from my friends have brought a nobody like me back to the land of the living. A mighty God wants people to see that he alone has the power of life and death. Or in giving, giving of breath. 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 Precious breath It feels surreal To be tossed back into my life And slowly restored I went from having no memories No thoughts No mind To once again Breathing Who God Almighty has blessed Let no man curse I am living once again alive to breathe on earth. In peace.
0: I love that you wrote that poem. I love that you were here to write that poem.
10: Thank you. I got I a lot so much, of Mama. prayers a lot of prayers coming from you. A lot of love that I felt and I just felt like God heard all those prayers, and he just said, you know, I'm just going to keep her around, let her see some things. And uh, I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Let me share. Too
0: many people need you. I got two guests here,
10: Maggie and and, uh, Leslie, so I hope I get to hear them. I'm going to sit back and listen now.
0: Okay, Mama. I love you so much, honey. Thank you.
10: I know you do. Your love has carried me a long way. believe that.
0: We'll talk to you soon, Mama. OK. Love you. OK. Our next caller comes from area code 520. 520, you're on the air. Oops.
1: Uh, coming. <laughs>
0: Are you with us, son? We got you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can, Can you hear me? I can't hear you right now if you're talking.
1: Oh, man. There you are. Let me try to. The... Oh, I you can you hear now. me now. I can hear okay. you now. Okay. I had a headphone thing on. I'm so sorry. It's
0: okay. <laughs> um, it's okay. <laughs> We're having fun here.
1: Right. Right. Um, well, I should warn you. I'm house sitting um, right on the Mississippi River in Wisconsin, and there's a train that may go by um, quite loud. I'm hoping that it won't right now. <laughs> I problem? love that
0: sound. I would love to hear the train go by while you're reading. That ambiance would be perfect, right?
1: Okay, right, right, right. <laughs> Plus, I'm reading a cat, and so I thought I would start with a um, a cat haiku. It is not by me. It was author unknown. Last page. Last time it was updated was in 1999. So um, I don't know if anyone will recognize any of these, but um, so. Uh, oh, and before I start, I, I want to shout out to uh, Mama Odeji. Um First of all, thank God she's alive. I'm all choked up mm-hmm. about that. Um, and also her two poems today, just really each one struck me differently and deeply. And I want to thank you, Mama, for that. Um, just being you, that's, that's maybe the whole reason God kept you here was for us.
0: You know, she, when she read that in her poem, it made me kind of laugh because I think that, you know, she goes, why did God keep me here? And I think that he kept her here because she makes his job a lot easier because she takes care of so many of us that he can <laughs> worry about other things, you know?
1: You got that right. Yep. she um, She's amazing. She's truly amazing. <clears throat> so um, let's see. I just marked off a... Can I read a couple of cat haiku and then one other poem after that? You
0: can do whatever you want as long as you introduce yourself <laughs> first. Oh, sorry.
1: My name is Maggie Lace. My <laughs> <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> um, yeah. Glad to be here. Um, We're glad okay. to have you, honey. Thank you. Um, so here's, here's, because I know you like haiku and, and find them significant. So anyway. Oh, no, big one has been trapped by newspaper. Cat to the rescue. So these are all cat haikus. Humans are so strange. Mine lies still in bed, then screams. My claws aren't that sharp. Um, and then just one more. Um. <laughs> We're almost equals. I purr to show you I love you. Want to smell my butt. And <laughs> they're <laughs>
11: Thank oh God, God we don't
0: <laughs> greet each other like animals, right? I mean, <laughs> thank God for our thumbs because there's something to be said about that. You know, I'm much they're, glad they're and I'm good. much more grateful that I can shake
1: your hand and smell your butt. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's just really, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it
1: just tickles me. So, um, this next piece I wrote, um, I don't know, in the 90s sometime. Um, I was in therapy and I was just, you know, kind of dealing with self-esteem issues. And so, I just thought I'd read it. It's kind, of, it's a petition to grant clemency and all rights of citizenship, and I'm the petitioner.
11: <laughs> um, okay.
1: Oh. Yeah. So prior convictions. Petitioner was wrongly accused of being derelict in her duties regarding being a responsible person of one year of age. She was found to have outlived her ailing mother and to have survived that loss without dying herself. At that time, it was believed that the reason for her continuing health was due to a basic character flaw combined with a gross lack of worthiness. It was believed that upon correction of these unfortunate characteristics, the petitioner would rise into heaven into the waiting arms of her loving and holy, worthy deceased mother. Upon review of this case, it has come to our attention that the petitioner was wrongly deemed unworthy, and by the powers vested in this office, we hereby pronounce said petitioner full pardon. In addition to a full and unconditional pardon, we also grant full worthiness to be granted retroactively and in perpetuity from this day forward with full honors and privileges granted immediately. It must be noted that this whole complete and unconditional worthiness does not now and never will cause the plaintiff undue harm or sacrifice and will have no negative bearing upon the completion of a full and happy life as well as a full and happy afterlife. We, the judge and jury, find the former judge and jury to have been grossly negligent and then abhorrently unkind, and do therefore find for the defendant not guilty. All legal fees and associated costs will be considered as paid in full. Restitution will begin as follows. One, unconditional love and acceptance of self and all others. Two, the right to experience joy, happiness, and unlimited freedom. Three, the right to pursue joyful spirituality. And four, bountiful goodwill and lots of fun and peace.
0: You know, that that peace means a lot to me hearing it. You know, we all take our, we all interpret things. You know, we can all look at a painting and we see our own things in it. Or hear a piece of music mm-hmm. and we create our own images as it goes along.
11: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, mama being my mama. I mean, mom, seriously, mom mm-hmm. is the closest thing I've actually had to a real decent mother in my entire life. She really is my Mama. Mm-hmm. My real mother is a piece of work. And
11: mm-hmm.
0: when you're reading that, I'm thinking about my real mother and how my freedom, and this sounds horrible, but my freedom from her will only come when she's gone.
11: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, yeah. until then, I, you know, I'm still living under that that shadow of her that I just can't kick and can't make go away. And so when you're reading that poem, you know, and you're talking about, you know, for me it's thinking about all that guilt and all that judgment Mm -hmm. and all that stuff that I live with from my mother, and then finally reaching a point, whether she's gone or not, to be able to say, I can live with that. I I can separate myself from that and I can live happy.
12: Yes, yes.
0: And and I don't know if that was the root meaning of your piece. It sounds like it was something much more beautiful than my take on it. But go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Well, no. I mean, for for me, it was, you know, most kids when they lose a parent, and, and in many situations, young, young kids. And I was a baby. We, you know, we blame ourselves and feel mm-hmm, like exactly. we did something. And, and each one of us who are kids thought in some way we were responsible for her responsible
0: death. Responsible yeah, and why didn't I go yeah. with them? And you know, I'm right. not supposed to be here if they're not here. Yeah, exactly. which is a di- completely different take than what I took on it. <laughs> but
1: well, the loneliness thing comes in later. It's like because of that, mate and and other reasons. But you know, I, I had a lot of self-esteem issues, and 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 what I'm realizing now at 64 is that if I hadn't had those self-esteem issues, you know, Maggie, you sound 12. <laughs> seriously you a, sound like a teenager <laughs> oh well thanks I guess
11: You're um
1: yeah but uh I feel as though um you know I could have done more in my life had I had I had more self-esteem and more trust in myself and it wasn't through anybody you know g- uh, well, I shouldn't even say, but I had a stepmom, and maybe she was more equivalent to what your mother was like. And so, you know, anyway, there's just there's just for for so many reasons. I think all of us have self-esteem issues, and so, you know, I I just tried to to, to make it official that you know, okay, I am granted self-esteem and worthiness, and you know, it's mine for the taking at any time. You know, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Yeah. Beautiful
0: yeah. job on that, sweetheart.
1: Thank you, thank you. And and I don't really have any special way of reaching me. I'm on. I'm just a regular Facebook person, um, Maggie Lace, L-A-I-S. Um, that's about it. I don't have any special other uh, um, connections.
0: So. <laughs> that's funny. As long <laughs> as we can find you. Yep. Okay.
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: All right, Maggie. Great job tonight, honey.
1: Thanks a lot.
0: You are very welcome, and we will talk to you next, next week.
1: Yeah, I think so. I hope so.
0: Perfect. All right, hon. Thank you.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Our next call comes from area code 219, Brother O. Brother O, are you with us?
8: I'm good. Now, how are you doing?
0: I am doing absolutely wonderful. Merry happy everything, my dear.
8: Oh, Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. What do you have for us tonight? The first poem I'm going to do is my classic holiday poem called Have a Drama Free Holiday Season. Go for it. Christmas, Kwanzaa, and the New Year are now here. This is the season of peace, love, joy, and tranquility. It is a season to be jolly. And also, this is a time for families to come together and celebrate the holidays. In the majority of families, everybody is tight and close-knit. They love and appreciate one another. They get along very well. Get into the spirit of the holidays and join that peaceful atmosphere that they bring. On the flip side of things there's some families that just can't come together, get along with each other without some type of drama going on. You got different lifestyles and personalities clashing with each other under one roof. And the tension is building in the air. There's also there's always a drama kings and queens in our families which spoilers ruin the holidays for everybody because these folks don't know how to act. And I have no sense of class or home training bringing that foolishness to my holiday party. Lord, why are they have mercy on me? God, why are they over here? Dropping over here and now start calling for us to bring some food, drinks, and gifts to my party. I wish they would just leave and go somewhere else. God, out of all the people that you could have chosen to be a part of my family, why are you supposed to relate to me? Always these trouble and stirred up mess with every family gathering. Talking loud and making fools of themselves, bringing up petty issues that occurred years ago, because they won't, they don't have maturity to let their stuff go. Complaining, crying, every pity, pardoning, blaming everybody else for their problems and circumstances of poor choices. Yet they expect everybody to feel sorry for and have sympathy for them. Why are you over here ruining my holiday party? These same folks eat up all the food and drink of everything at your expense. And even got the nerve to take as a place of food home. Just plain greed is the source of all holiday misery. Ain't got nothing better to do except smoke, get drunk, and get high. Over here at, the, at a, over here at my house at like clowns and you know, the dumb material stuff like religion, politics and whether or not they're gonna get the COVID-19 vaccine. Now you wanna start a fight, fight in my house. Trading punts and tussles in my living room. Now I gotta play the referee and keep this fight mess screen to a stabbing shoot. You gotta grow men and women as like juveniles because of jealousy, ignorance, and stupidity. You know what? These folks ain't gotta go home, but y'all need to get up out of my house with that mess. Again, on my last time, I don't need to be dealing with all this drama in the holidays. I'm officially cutting each and every last one to the loose, and they are no longer welcome over here. They can go and celebrate the holidays by themselves and their My dear brother and sisters, if you are sick and tired of dealing with drama-causing folks in your families during these holidays, here's some advice from Brother Olsen Medical Professor Poetry. I know that you love your family and your friends dearly, but you have to deal with reality. You have to love something from a distance and deal with them with the of a long hand wooden spoon or cut them loose before you say or do something that you would greatly on down the road before you end up in a hospital or in jail. They are not worth your time nor the stress. You have the right to enjoy the holiday without any drama and celebrate with people who know how to conduct themselves as adults. Let peace, love, and law know the rules and rule body your house, and don't let those folks oh, set foot at your door. To so you state your health and safety, when they come up to, your, up to your front porch and knock on your door, tell them politely. Don't come, don't come back here unless you come correct. And kindly set the door in their face and may the Lord watch over them, while you're absent from their presence. My Lord, Live America, Professor of Fortune, wishes all of you a very Merry Christmas, a happy Kwanzaa, a happy Hanukkah, and a blessed turkey and process 2022. And may all of you have a drama-free holiday feast. May peace, love, joy, happiness, and prosperity follow wherever you go. And may God bless you and your families always. And <laughs>
0: I absolutely love that. I hope that for everyone as well. It just makes me laugh. I think about anyone even daring to think about causing drama at my childhood Christmas as our family dinners. Grandma would have boxed them. Oh my gosh, would never have happened. You minded? As she she taught us to mind our p's and q's while we were there. <laughs> That's that was awesome. Great read, honey. Are you going to read two tonight?
8: Yeah, this this one I just. Just finished a few days ago. It's called Dealing with Grief and Sadness During the Holidays is a harsh reality for all of us. My dear brothers and sisters are listen loud in the Speak Easy the Cafe. These are very trying times for all of us on many levels. Life can be a trip full of grief and sadness, especially during the holidays. Anytime I observe my new feed, news feed on Facebook to watch even news, I constantly hear about many of my friends losing their parents, children, siblings, classmates, close friends, coworkers, or relatives every other day. Or just sharing stories about receiving bad news all the time. While well, I've been currently been in the hospital, I found out that two of my classmates and good friends. One of my fellow poets lost their lives in his present threat, so all the man he called COVID-19. Eight hundred thousand lives, eight hundred thousand count already lost their lives in this modern day plague. There were fifty million Americans that contracted COVID-19 since 2020 last year, including high-profile professional football players. Basketball players and hockey players during the winter surge of the Delta variant. And now we face even a more contagious variant called Omicron, which is first detected in South Africa. This variant is spreading like wildfire burning out of control, a clear indication that this pandemic is far from over. Another disturbing trend I observed is the odds sending just as many messages of expressions of my sympathies and condolences often enough, as often as I have sent you birthday messages at least two or three days out of the week. My dear brothers and sisters, there are a lot of people hurting and grieving out here during the holidays. Man, if there's one death occurring, another death is coming around the corner. This death wave going on right now is enough to send you into a state of grief, sadness. And depression, dear God, how much more sadness do all of us down here on this earth have to endure? There's going to be lots. of am to Christmas presents under the tree. Lots of families playing memorial services and funerals during the holidays. Lots of empty chairs and spaces at the dinner table. Lots of people breaking down crime when the thoughts of their deceased loved ones appear in their mind. Lots of people trying to cope with losses by drinking smoke and getting high on drugs and sleeping with multiple partners to fill the void in their lives. And lots of stories of past memories being shared and told while going through the grieving process. My dear brothers and sisters, please check up on your people and make sure that they are all right. Let them know that you are, that you are there to offer your support and be that listening ear when they are grieving or depressed. Let them know that they are never alone. It's okay not to be okay because we are all human beings. Let them know that you are either a text message or a phone call away. Let them know that everything is going to be all right. I need to tell your loved ones and your friends how much you love them. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Tell them how much. Tell them how much you are grateful and thankful having in their lives because. You don't know if that will be the last time you will see or talk to them again because tomorrow it promises none of us in form.
13: That's absolutely true, isn't it? Great
0: job it on is. those, Brother O.
8: Absolutely great job on those.
0: All right, sweetheart, tell everyone how they can find you.
8: Uh, you can find me on... Facebook on my Brother old Gavin right now and uh I'm in the in the thought process of creating my own Instagram page and uh setting my social network and uh yeah, working with writers, poets and all artists alike. And uh thank you for your support every week.
0: Well, we appreciate you. Appreciate you being part of our family. Thank you, sweetheart.
8: Well now. I'll be back, have back a, for the New Year's back for the New Year's New Year's show.
0: Yep. Yep, on the 30th. Yeah,
8: I'll be back for that show. Thank you.
0: Perfect. You're welcome, sweetheart. We'll see you then. Have a great holiday. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 860 860. Oh, I know who this is. 860,
14: yeah, it's you're on the air. Hi, Trisha. How are you? Happy um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas happy, to you um, too,
0: sweetheart. Solstice week,
14: Yule, everything, like you said.
0: Merry happy all the things.
14: <laughs> yeah.
0: So how are you oh. doing? It's been a bit since we've heard from you.
14: I know. I wasn't feeling well for a while. Unfortunately, but I'm feeling better now, so it was kind of a long haul. You sound but, um, great. Oh, thank you. Yep. And then you know my guilty pleasure with my mom watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> 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 There's not going to be another season, and um, yeah, uh-huh. it's really no, it's it's going downhill. And actually, Ellen Pompeo has wanted to end it. For a few years so she must be like bound to a contract or something
0: hmm. you know it's funny my son and i did this we had our thing and it was star trek voyager and every single week we were in front of that tv for our star trek voyager and come hell or high water it didn't matter who was there or what was going on we were going to watch that together that was our thing you know it, it, yep. it, it was just cool it's neat it's it's fun to have that isn't it
14: yeah, I don't even have a TV here. I just have Netflix. It was, like, mm-hmm. astronomical. I wasn't watching it enough. Because I, I had it bundled for $25 for two years. It like, HBO and everything. And then it was, like, $100. i am like, what? So, anyway. So, I'm going to read two poems. And um, it's from the sequence poem I'm writing. It's going to be a, a chapbook. Um, probably, like, 24 pages. I don't know, to 30. And it's called Dirge, a ballet for 13 dancers. So I have seven done. I have six more to go, and I started it in the summer. So this is Dirge Five. Hired to play sonatas to tire the insomniac, the pianist, the pianist falls asleep on the high keys and dreams of daffodils. The insomniac smokes a cigar in a room of books he'll never read but finds comforting, all those veiled sentences. Some narratives split memory and make the audience uncomfortable. I didn't want us to get to this. Not everything hurts at once, but cascades. We could love each other, but we are too poor. The last time we spoke, I t- told a few lies I don't remember. Everything was disconcerting at times, but time doesn't follow every path lost on the mountains. Removed from the garbage, the broken cello becomes a hollow drum in the north end where sirens punctuate sketchy poker games. The foreign coins in our pockets from a country where we may have loved are useless now that we fear conclusions. Programmed to explicate literary texts, the robot crumbles as if crying before the necessary reboot. Damn it, we were so close. Perhaps it was the missing context, the boat unmoored by the storm. I can't sleep because I might fall back into the Book of the Dead, become a lugubrious ballet inverted. There was no avalanche of hurry now that my body was becoming a wing. We rose anointed until the oil on our foreheads dried. The next time we speak, I won't tell you about the frozen rabbit or how I burned 26 letters, your favorite scarf. I might tell you I missed the person you wanted to become before you slipped into trees. The first snow will cover your footsteps before I can find the house. Once winter settles in, there will be mending. The couch pillows, the warmest coat pockets, the holes in my stomach and brain. The cello strings may come in handy. My breath that fills the sealed jar can't help anyone who loses breath, but it's there on the mantle just in case. With the names torn from labels, the different white pills were confused. Sleep will eventually find the insomniac and sketch sentences like music across an ethereal plane. We'll skate figure eights under stars subtracted by empty moon, emptied moon. When the pianist finally wakes up, she'll cry new pages. Now that you know all this, maybe you'll come back to tell stories of movement without any disclaimer, emotional cost. I'll tell you how I'm learning to abbreviate myself. I'm twirling tulips. I'm bathing the woman who sings. I'm skiing internal ice. I'm a rusted door in the forest. I'm diagonal. I'm counting angles. I knew something. I digress. End poem.
0: You know, you use – your poem is an example of what I talk about when I talk to poets about when you get an idea to sit down and, and make a list of all – you know, just, just lists are important when you're writing. When you're thinking of an idea, you know, insomnia. They always write insomnia. That's the idea. And I want to write down all the the, the images that come to my mind when I think of that. And then you listen to your poem. You know, and you see references, things that you know, the way you tie all the ideas together using such a kaleidoscope of imagery. That that yeah,
14: all fits perfectly
0: you. together like a mosaic. is amazing.
14: Thank you. This poem, um, this poem for days. There, you know, I walk my dog also, and just like lines will come to me, and I still wasn't feeling well at this time, so I really like I felt like that creative part of my brain was working so it's really like it took a lot of effort and um yeah i'm a big editor and and then yeah i i rearrange the lines it's like a quilt like i don't rearrange a lot of them but sometimes i wrote you know like we'll move one here and there Mm-hmm. that's why
0: people when they tell me and you know i applaud them if they can do this and the palm is amazing but they say they write something and they never edit it i always edit everything You know, and I can pick up a poem ten years after I've written it, and I still see something that needs edited. I'm constantly editing
14: my work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I published this poet in Diaphes Micro, and um, he's been like published in the New Yorker, got three books out. I love him. He was my um, professor for my MFA, and he, in the interview, I asked him something about his process, and he. He writes every day with the best vibes. He's got a lot going on. And he said a lot of it is crap. And if that happens to me, you just get rid of that. You find some good stuff in it. And um, he said he revises like 40 times.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of yeah. people don't. And, and that's, don't. that's such a good advice because I think that a lot of people who don't have a background, who haven't, you know, who are what I call naive poets, who haven't been to school for it, who just have some natural, amazing talent, right? Right. They don't understand yeah. the process of editing or, or, you know, all of that. And they don't give their self permission. They haven't been taught that it's okay to write like shit. They haven't been taught that it's okay to write crappy poems or how to yeah. sort it yeah. out and find and, and be able to flesh out the poem from the crap. It's really important to give yourself that freedom to do that, to just write something and then find it, what's inside of it. Find the meat of it inside. You know, there's... It's, yeah, because- it's, a freedom in that
14: yeah because one line like the crappy line takes you somewhere and takes you somewhere and you know eventually it's like wow <laughs> this is a good line i'm gonna save mm-hmm. this one
0: i mean how but many times have you sat know. down to write something and the poem you end up with has nothing to do with what you sat down to write
14: oh yeah absolutely but mm-hmm. um your prompts were really beautiful
0: yeah really beautiful oh, awesome do you write well, a lot I hope of you poetry? find one in there to play with.
14: Yeah, definitely. Do you write a lot of poetry? I do, yes. A lot. Because um with your prompts, I just feel like I could use all of them in one poem, but I'd totally be stealing.
0: <laughs> you know, I try no, 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 no. Those that's what you can those are those are prompts. You can do whatever you want to with them. You can use them all in one line and one poem there. it's not, absolutely not stealing. That's what they're there for. You know if if there's poems that I have where I've used lines from other poems and I re like especially one um there's one where I you know wrote a direct response to um a poem called Allegiances and I used a couple of his lines I can't The life me I can't think of the name of the poet. Oh, I feel so bad. Um but I referenced lines in his poem. You know. Yeah, and but I-, I accredited those lines to him in that. In that case, you know, you want, if you use lines from a poem that belong to someone else, you want to credit that and say this is like, you know, before I read that, this is a you know in response to the palm allegiances. Um,
3: yeah, I would. Um, I but would these I'd are prompts. Them. They're
0: free. Take them. Play with them. Do whatever no, you I want. Know. Rearrange them. Rewrite them. Yeah. Use them. Have them. Yeah.
14: They're just so beautiful. And, um, yeah, definitely. They just have like kind of a poem that goes together. And yeah, I would write a really long poem so there'd be a lot of other and do little italics. But um, You can take the prompts and write a poem
0: rearranging the 12 prompts word for word and it's still your poem.
14: Yeah, I would just italicize it and say it miles. <laughs> <laughs> um, was prompt prompts. I was going to say, oh, I just want to go back to um the way you responded to a poet. Two things. That reminds me of Mike Todd. He always riffs on people, and it's like a beautiful poem he gets out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think when that poem came out, I think it's that one when I put it on my website. He said um, he wrote a comment, I wrote back, and he said, "You inspire me," and that just was like made me feel so good. And then he told to me about past- you
0: for a long time. He talked about you a lot, and I think yeah, that he you, I mean, he really does admire you so much.
14: Yeah, he read my work. He's become a really good friend since um, 2016, since I adopted my dog, (laughs) because he's friends with the poet mama, foster mama. So Mm -hmm. we became friends, like, right away. Great, great people. And then the other thing to go back to, you were saying about, like, being educated in it, in poetry. I think that if people read a lot, you don't necessarily have to be educated. I mean, like one workshop might be good. You know, you meet people, you get ideas. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, and so some I always think so it's good. important
0: to know the rules so you know when what, how to break them.
14: You yeah. know, you, yeah. it's important
0: to know the rules of poetry because then you can understand how to break them and how to make them work for you, or how to twist them. You know, I think that it's really important whether we are self-taught. I mean, there's no reason someone can't be self-taught. With everything that's on the internet right now, you know, you can find everything Mm -hmm. that you can learn in a college in any kind of a course on the internet. You know, we should always strive to learn more about our craft to push ourselves, and that's what I really try to do with those prompts, is to make people push themselves as writers. And I, I noticed one time that I have a real common theme in a lot of my writing. I used to. And I was reading a poem one time, and I had, like, the same word used four different times. And I thought, you know, that's really crappy. And so I strive, unless there's an actual intent or reason for it, never to use the same word twice in a poem. There's all kinds of amazing words out there. My favorite book in the world that I carry with me all the time, and if I'm stuck in a line somewhere or I'm in a waiting room that I read, it's a little tiny leather-bound antique thesaurus that I take everywhere okay. with me and I have so much fun just poking through it you know randomly looking up things and learning words and again you know, it's fun yeah, It's fun exactly. I think that we should do that
14: Yeah I read a small dictionary because I pocket dictionary because I felt like my I wanted to improve my vocabulary because I went to grad school because my parents spoke Polish first you know my dad had excellent vocabulary my my mom was more like also, the earth. So, I mean, we had books, but we didn't like go necessarily to like artistic things. But um, so, I read this little dictionary. I remember with my brothers. um yeah, fiance at the time She's like, "What are you reading?" I'm like, "Oh, the dictionary." But um, I I agree with you. Like, unless you are having repetitions to be like you know echoes or whatever. But with my manuscript, I don't want to use the same word. So um, I first go on my word document. I click right. I go to synonyms, and then I go to dictionary.com. And I do Thesaurus, and I'll, I'll look up a word. Rhymezone.com is words. a
0: really good source, too. What is it? Rhymezone. Okay. Let me, let oh, me see. Let me oh, make sure. Oh,
14: R-H-I-Z-O-M-E.
0: Rhymezone. Yeah, like okay. a, yeah, R-H-Y-M-E-Z-O-N-E. I use that one a lot. And if we go to that one, it's got um, – and write that down, you guys, because it's a really good tool. Well, how do um, you spell it? It breaks down everything. R h y m e rhyme zone
14: oh i thought you were talking about like the rhyme zone like the
0: rhyme zone geographic thing <clears throat> rhymezone.com and it i mean it gives you it breaks all kinds of, it gives you phrases and definitions and anonyms and and references and lyrics and poems and similar sounding words and related words and homonyms and words you know okay. similar spell i mean breaks it down into you know it it breaks it down into so many different ways. I mean, you can just take a word and pick it apart, and whatever you need to do and find, you can do it on that site. It's pretty cool.
14: I wonder if um, Mikey goes there. The coin operated whatever he was. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so the next one is third, six, and it's shorter, and it's called For Two Dancers, and this one I struggled with, and I took out a lot, and I finally posted it on Facebook, and the first comment I got was, nightmarish. <laughs> by this guy, no, so I was like, oh, my God, so I looked up Nightmares, and I was like, that is not what I was going for, so I pulled it off, and it took me like two nights, like eight hours and seven hours, I joke, I kid you not, and it's like really different, it got really pared down like a sculpture, so this is Dirge 6, and it's for two dancers, we played Metaphysical Hopscotch on Hemlock Street, I couldn't get past five without ending in sinkholes. My lucky green paperweight disappeared overnight with one velvet shoe. The dog slept on seven because he was bored. My body outgrew itself like an onion, a floating target of bluebirds and cardinal flying home. He played the guitar to appease dissonance. One chord became a mystic. I slept in a billowy cocoon because my deceased father told me. The spine of a book that mutated into a snow butterfly. When the pages evaporated, I became air. If I flail philosophically, the outer sky <clears throat> might pick up the slack in telling star. A few beheld time illusory, 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 I'm so overtart, illusory. A few beheld time illusory in golden hammocks. I made up my mind, but it turned back itself mythologically. No emotional atlas existed on my coffee table. All lines cast east, east, wouldn't proper a magical fish. One obsidian eye staring at the emboldened sun. I was jealous of another's travel through mountains with marble goats. You were worried about me and I laughed in the wrong direction. Travelling backwards on a winding train, inventing trees and poems.
0: Absolutely incredible. You know, I'm really glad that uh that Michael brought you to the show and brought you to us. You've been really a gift. And I absolutely, oh. absolutely enjoy your poetry. I can't even tell you enough.
14: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I have dinner with my mother a few a lot, and so I'm like, no Thursday, I got to do the poetry thing, so I called her earlier because <laughs> I talk to her every night. I do see her, but um, oh, and yeah, so com is my website, and I'm doing a reading. I'm one of three featured readers um, on January fourth. And it is right here um event it is called Spofest, Fest. s p o capital s e s t poetry and prose it's gonna be a zoom there are like i don't know forty eight people going already um and uh yeah, it's at seven p m yep and they, they're so good, like um, the format and the rules and the guidelines, because they're going to ask two questions, <laughs> and they told me what the questions are, and I have two minutes to answer, and they set the timer. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm so no glad pressure, that, right? Uh, I, well, I'm you know I'm so glad that they're telling me the question. I can put my timer and my egg timer on here because if they gave me these two questions just on the show, <laughs> I would be like. I don't know, collecting my thoughts for two minutes. So anyway, I think, yeah. Yep, yeah, and I'm on my Facebook. So cool. I love you, Nyla. Like everybody else. I appreciate what you do.
0: <laughs> love you too, sweetheart. And like I said, you know, you've just been a gift since the day you were brought to us, and I appreciate you, and I hope you have a great holiday. Oh.
14: Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas. I'll I'll be here more because, you know, the show went. Merry be, I'll Christmas be to you,
11: honey.
1: Year.
14: Okay, okay perfect. Thank you.
0: Fantastic job. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 603. 603, you're on the air.
5: Yes, this is Miss Fab. I'm calling on behalf of Mama Oladeji. Um, oh,
0: hello, sweetheart. <laughs> welcome. It's been a while.
5: <laughs> um, so I have a little, I thought I would do something cool, and I would do an old school poem, and then something kind of new. So <laughs> um, this first poem is called Lumberjack. I've heard a lot of poets tonight bringing up a Trees, Christmas trees, nature. So this is one of my favorite poems I ever wrote. It was one of those three in the morning prompts that I woke up, and the first word that hit my head was lumberjack, and I came up with this poem. So I'm going to share it with you guys. Awesome. I have learned to hate you, chainsaw in hand, ready to teach me a lesson. My roots are not vital, rotten to the core begging you to cut me down inch by inch. You are a murderer, thirsting for my demise, leaving me alone, no one to turn for help. You left me naked, carnage covering the ground, blame it on the fall for leaving me with winter. Everything is in hibernation except me. Boughs bending, begging the wind to knock me over. But no such wish. I am left in my solitude, fearing destruction. They want to eliminate me, send a woodpecker to pick nagging me, knocking on my door for entry, but I am close for winter, wide awake, afraid to find a crazed hippie change to my legs, forcing agendas down my throat. We only wanted to save you. Thank you so much for your charity. Yet never is someone concerned with old weathered trees wasting away. We only wanted to provide you with enough oxygen that you could breathe on your own. But in the end, we get cut down. You pleased only in death. Yet in all the death, I see the light, beautiful, blinding me. And in this solitude, I am the tree that stands alone, good enough for myself. With enough fear for the chainsaw waiting to come finish me, I am that crazed hippie standing on my own behalf. And I have come too far to be cut down by someone's standard that I am not good enough. Because today I decided I was good enough for myself. So if you knock me down, I'll get right back. I'm phased by your addiction to my annihilation world. I'm on to you. And I'm not going anywhere. I have fought too hard for my place in this world, so take your dreams that elsewhere. (laughs) End poem.
0: I love the power and the strength in that piece. That was awesome.
5: So when I wrote that, I was struggling a lot with my mental health. And as a lot of the poets know, I uh, struggle with bipolar and social anxiety. Um, Death has been a common theme throughout my whole life. And... uh, Mm -hmm. I have always found a lot of grace um, in places where people don't find grace. So I always used to tease people and tell people, little girls spend weddings, I was planning funerals. So mm-hmm. I was like the Wednesday Adams kid. And so um, I could relate to death a lot more than I could relate to a fancy funeral. And so I remember this one time I actually had made a suicide pact and I was 31. March, I will be 40. <laughs> and You know, you start realizing when you hit that next decade that you have survived things that some people could never. And so mm-hmm. it feels really good to come back and recite that after overcoming that um, part. <laughs> so the next piece is kind of like, I guess where the chapter left off, and this is more like an excerpt. So... A lot of people don't know this part because I've been kind of quiet, um, but three weeks ago, my best friend and husband died of an overdose, and um, right after the funeral, I ended up getting the worst case of influenza I've ever had in my life, and Mama Oladisi actually like, encouraged me to come in tonight because she goes, enough of excuses, I need to hear you recite poetry. And I said, you are right. And so I think a lot of times we who identify as poets, when we are faced with mortality, death, life, flu, whatever it could be, we have to get back to that poetry. And we're able to see the beauty of the whole cycle of life, whether it's sadness, grief, happiness, new relationships. I met the love of my life before I hit 40. I'm a very lucky woman, and I am blessed beyond my years. And so this is more of like an excerpt than a poem, but I was kind of thinking about all these cycles and chapters of life when I wrote this. So the duality of life has always filled me with so much wonder. I'm not a joyphobic person, but I like living in reality. I also damn near hate wearing rolls, even though I have a whole collection of hats. I was punk rock once and saw the warped toward birth from nothing. True story. Some days you wake up and see the stacks of hats and say, F those hats. They're too many. How can I sort them? How can I love the blue hat more than the green one? As far as my mind goes, I'm a hoarder. I have hallways of filing cabinets filled to the rim of memory. This ramble was supposed to take some of this unwanted spotlight off myself. Some of this unwanted new hat grieving widow. It does not feel right wearing it just yet. I love duality. That I can exist as the woman who was mad at addiction so badly she got sober and wanted a divorce and a promotion. And the Leslie that knows this chapter would not be a clean slate. A new start that some son will never have because I also share that hat. The friend of Bill had or whatever you want to call it. I was an addict, but not in the ways that make sense. And I now know it feels to break bread at both tables. And as this influenza reminded me, there is a time to pause and reflect, to lift up my head with gratitude and let the rain already heal the wounds I do not speak about. And that's the end of that one.
0: (laughs) Wow. That was... Even more powerful than the first one mm-hmm. That was phenomenal
1: Thank you
5: Do so you can find me All over the place No you can find me mostly on Facebook I'm also kind of Well not in the mental health field um, I'm a peer advocate Peer support worker um, mm-hmm. Recently promoted program manager So I'm stepping into some leadership And what part of the country um, you live in? And my roommate's actually a state representative, so I will soon be working on my retirement plan to get involved politically with things like um, things that I've always been passionate about, so like the housing crisis, um, mental health reform, and stuff like that. So I'm looking at that next chapter and, you know, what part, this guy's what
0: part the of the limit. country are you in, hon?
5: What part of the country mm-hmm. are you in? I'm in New Hampshire, Not way too far away, <laughs> but I also have this like great passion to just rent out a really cheap van and travel the whole country. Now. You know, I, the
0: reason I asked a part of the country you're in is because, uh, Christopher Ryan, uh, who co-hosts on here with me sometimes. Also works in mental health as a pro, just got promoted to program director working with uh, it's a transition place where they work with kids up to age 26 I think teaching them, you know, they've either been in abusive relationships, been in the system, uh, have some form of mental illness or addiction type thing whatever it is, abusive home life and teach them how to transition to live out on their own. And they're looking, they're looking for people. So it's like, oh, well, maybe they can convert her to come over there. But that, then you say that, then it's like, you know, forget that because you know, you and I'll meet up in some national parks and we're in our vans and we'll just hang out and have fun and write somewhere because that's so my dream. If anything ever happens to Christopher, I am so in a van and gone. <laughs> that's the truth. Uh, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be an amazing life?
5: It really would be. I, I would be a, I would be a boondocker in a heartbeat. <laughs> I have always had Wanderlust. I swear I've, it's going to get me in trouble someday, but in a good way. So. The best times of was- my
0: life are when I've been lost. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, I am really glad that you were here tonight. It's It's been too long.
5: <laughs> yes i think it was due time to come out of hiding so i agree because my roommate also does live streaming and she's like you're on the radio right now you're waiting to
13: recite poetry
5: like it's kind of funny because i a lot of my friends have been in like grief watch just past couple of weeks and they're like Oh, she's she's okay. She's reciting poetry right now. <laughs> so, great. But um it just felt so good and I'm so glad I got to hear so many amazing poets and yourself. So <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it. And I'm so glad you're here tonight and please
0: come back as often as you can. I will definitely try to make it next week.
5: I will dig out some good ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're all good ones. All right, sweetie. Tell everyone how to find you, hun. Okay, so I'm on Facebook um, under Leslie
5: Roman, I believe, and that's Roman like the Empire, and and then um, I'm on Inner Child Press. I do have a book, and I also do a lot of live streaming on TikTok. So
10: I am all over
5: the place.
0: Are you're on my page on Facebook, right? Yes. That's If you want, um, throw your TikTok link and stuff up on my page so people can find it easily.
5: That would be awesome. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome.
1: Have a good holiday. All right, sweetheart.
0: Mama's still on hold. She's listening, so I want to let you know that, and I'm glad she had you call in tonight, and we just appreciate you.
14: Awesome. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. And Mary, happy all the things to you, my dear. You have a good holiday. Alright, our next caller comes from, oh come on, na, 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 na. there we go, okay, our next caller comes from area code 575, 575, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Hello, uh, this is Jade Mist, how are you tonight? Jade, my darling girl, it is so good to hear from you. Oh, thank you. It's been a bit. Quit teasing me and being gone.
15: (laughs) I have, um, my poet is in transit right now, and right now my warrior is in place. I'm doing what you suggest. I've been reading that and the fact I'm working on uh, one of the particular prompts that you gave us, I felt that you threw down the gauntlet when you put down In the Mist <laughs> that's two weeks ago, that's, since that's part of my moniker. So I'm working on that, and perhaps uh, next week or the next, I'll have something uh, fitting to go with that prompt. But in the meantime... I'm excited. Thank you. In the meantime, I, I picked up a couple of books at the library, Um Remember, your local library is an absolute oasis, so please take advantage of it. This book I'm reading is called A Lab of One's Own, A Woman's Personal Journey Through Sexism in Science by Rita Coldwell, Ph.D. And this gets your hackles up in many respects. The other book I'm reading is by of all people William F. Buckley, the late William F. Buckley. Uh, the title, and I always get this inverted. It's uh, "Man and God at Yale," and and I've read about 10 pages of it, and it's incredible that it is essentially the wellspring from where our present conservative movement has come from, mhm. It's, it's wild um, He was very young when he wrote that too, and he really got the ire of the upper echelon in Yale all over him when he wrote that, so um.
12: I am actually
15: enjoying it. I don't agree with it, a lot of it, but I'm actually enjoying it. <laughs> and with that said, uh, although I don't have a poem, I do have a little snippet from this book that I mentioned, A, a Lab of One's Own by a Rita Caldwell, Ph.D. If I could give you just a quick um, snippet of the prologue. Uh, just to whet your appetite, and then you can go on to the next person. Because, again, I really don't have, have nothing prepared for you tonight other than this, if I may. Okay, it begins. Graduate student Margaret Walsh Ruster made a habit of attending Friday afternoon beer parties with Yale University's eminent historians of science. One day, out of curiosity, she asked, The great men present, were there any women scientists? This was 1959, and none had been mentioned in her courses or reading material. No, came the answer. There have never been any. Not even Madame Curie, someone asked, who won two Nobel Prizes. No, never, none, was the response. Marie Curie was a drudge who stirred pitch blend for her husband's experiments. According to some of the world's leading male academics, we women scientists did not exist. And at the end of the prologue, science is an institution struggling to shed its past. And every time I hear someone say with the best intentions that we have to get more women into science, I get irritated. We have never had to interest women in science. Everywhere I've looked, there have been hidden figures working in the shadows of their husband's labs or in labs of male allies, in medical museums and libraries, in government agencies or in low-level teaching positions across the country. There have always been highly capable women wanting to be scientists. And that's just a small sample of this book um, that is uh, essentially – her journey, and she interviews others of her ilk who had to essentially run the gauntlet to make their way to get scholarships,
0: fellowships, grants, to be taken seriously. As a woman in science. See, that's a that's a really passionate talk, topic for me because in my secret life that you guys don't know about, I do paleontology, and Mary Anning was one of the... the prominent paleontologist of the early 1800s and was never recognized for her work um you know it was always you know shown through her husband or something like that and just recently she's finally getting recognized for her contribution you know to the the science And and to the field of paleontology and geology and the stuff that she did, you know, with her fossils and the things she discovered and, you know, the things she was the first person to discover, but how other people got credit for them. And, you know, so I really like that, that, that little snippet there really intrigued me because that's something that... You know, just girls aren't supposed. To, we're supposed to play with Barbie dolls. We're not supposed to play with shovels and dirt and sticks and dead things. In fact, my my whole website is called I Play with Dead Things. That's my website. You know. <laughs>
15: <laughs> fantastic! Yeah, but that's my reading uh, assignment. I've given myself uh, to read to expand. And uh, again, as always, still working on the prompts that you are always kind to give us. To uh, push us onward With that being said I wish everyone the best of seasons Greetings and on to the next
0: You know My (laughs) my goal for you is through reading that I want that to some What you're reading and learning there I think that you're going to grow a poem out of it Or a piece of prose out of it There's you know it's not You can't read something like that And not have something touch you passionately So as you're reading through that Find Find that court of passion in there that's going to cause you to write something.
15: I think you probably are on to something, most assuredly. And and with that being said, this is Jade Mist. I am found exclusively here at the Speakeasy Cafe. And, again, I wish everyone all the very best of the the holiday season and all the holidays that you celebrate. And
0: uh, thank you, Nyla. Thank you, my dear, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 732. I think this is Gregory. Gregory, are you with us?
16: And the phone's working? It is. Hey, sweetie. Oh, oh hang on. Okay, cool. Well, a, a blessed and very peaceful evening. It's like and to close you, to Christmas. And to you, go, Yeah, we got, it's truly winter. As in, you know, cold, then it's supposed to rain and stuff. So, so be it. Sick. Let me switch. Anyhow, cool. Phones working. That's anyhow. Need to hear iPhone weirdness. Okay. <laughs> so, a winter's promise. Sunday, 3 o'clock the afternoon of Christmas Eve, 23 degrees minus 3 Celsius, Central Park. A vesper's breath of a mantra's harmony at resplendent psalm, where faith plays hide and seek in the disquieting aspect of a heart's belief. Be this winter that offers the least of compromise, be a fury in the glass globe of yesterday's weather where snow falls never twice the same, part two, six, seven, eight, of an overcasted interval of after silence that falls back upon an empty hourglass. It's an obscured facade enveloped in the camouflage of a patchwork cloud, and the shade wanes in sweeping movement like an umbrella sketched on a gray canvas. A diaphanous watch band, deep in its mystery, is undemanding as a puzzle of sand. And in like-minded acceptance, the muse guides us through an intuitive wisp of silence. Six, seven, eight. End of poem. And, and work in prog- it was too okay. short. <laughs> oh, it's, Yeah, it's a work in progress. It's chop and crop. It's... Everything that's not—I have no idea—and with the music, it's plenty. Like it's short, but it's—it does what it needs to of. do. Yeah, with the muse, with the arrangement, it it sounds pretty complete, and you know it'll run about three twenty. Okay, so some formats are geared for newer things. Um almost five you know, longer stuff with the whole new format and distribution all that I don't want to sound too technical. So yeah, that's about it. I mean, it's a carry over. Anyhow, happy freaking day.
0: Happy freaking so, day
16: to you, my love. <laughs> happy freaking day. Okay. Everyone's freaking sick. Sick. Thirty thirty thousand cases, new cases. we didn't show up for a show we had a couple days ago. Cancelled everything. Patty Smith postponed her her two shows. Everything's it's a mess. Everybody's got some sneezy flu. Everybody's freaking got this effing COVID. It's really weird. It's really bad. So that's what's going on in, in industrial New Jersey.
0: you know, with all this stuff, all the people out and about, you know, I really hope that everyone's just showing caution. I don't, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. And people have the right to have their own choices. But one thing we don't have the right to do is murder. So wear a mask, guys. You can do what you want to do, but protect your neighbor, you know. And then, like,
16: close people. So, and in the freaking hospital. Okay, so, and unvaccinated. He's in the... He's in the hospital. It's like almost on. I'm sorry, it's on the side. It's like on respirator watch. Like if you don't get better, you're gonna go on a respirator. It's like death. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's going on. We're okay here. We're well, I'm glad we're you productive. canceled your show.
0: That was a smart thing to do. I'd rather have you around than, you know, have you do yeah. your last show. So.
16: Yeah, it sounds all heady. Cancelled. Yeah, no, we we didn't. We weren't gonna show up. It's all. Anyhow, we're fine. I'm fine. This is fine. But yeah, <laughs> like, no, people really close. We're like, whoa, that's all. We've been, you know, monitoring it from the beginning. Golly gee whiz. Hey, thanks. Once again, your this, thir- your, this Thursday got me, you know, got me writing. So thanks.
0: That's awesome. You're welcome. Yes. Do me a favor before oh. you take off love and show everyone, tell everyone how they can come find you.
16: Find me. Everybody hates me. Will you fucking find me? Go find. Jeez. Go find. Go read Leaves of Grass. Find me. Go find. Go find Walt Whitman.
0: I have that book and I've never read it. That's a horrible thing to say, isn't it? Yeah,
16: that's so bad. But we could use that for goof material. Yeah, that that's pretty ballsy <laughs> to say that out loud on a poetry show. That's I have that book awesome. and that I've never.
0: Read. In fact, I've got two copies of that book. I've never even read it.
16: Well, we would tend to have one that we would bring to, you know, poetry reading. And -hmm. if someone like that, you know, we would, you know, give it to them. You know, you can't force people to read it. But a lot of the singer-songwriters, when they get into that quandary of, you know, lyrics or how, you know, this epic, you know, how do they write like that? Or how do you get from point A to point B? And you, you got to you know, bite the big one and read Leaves of Grass.
0: All right. I'm going to so, go sit down tonight and read it just because I feel properly schooled.
16: Oh, well, it's everything. It's literally everything. I love
0: you, Gregory. Merry, happy everything guys. to Thank you, you,
16: darling. Thanks for getting me geared up. And we saw the Bob Dylan a couple weeks ago, so that was like seeing Walt Whitman. That's a whole other story. Anyhow. That's what's going on in industrial New Jersey. I'll send you the file, but it's kind okay. of too large. Or so it's being ed, all that nonsense. Anyhow, it's Christmas. Like, it's pretty cool, even if it's like, not historically accurate. Like, Jesus wasn't <laughs> really born on December 25th. But, you know, why not put a tree in your house? Okay, hey, thanks for the show. Oh, thanks, man. Like I said, you got me, you got me editing that. And it's a work in progress. i do not even sure, whatever. All in good time. All good things in all good time. Okay. See you next round. Thank Brown. you, Gregory. Yes? Cool. Grateful. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to listen on the thingy phone. Thanks. Yep,
0: I'll put you on hold so you can listen. Thanks, son.
16: Yeah, please be well. Take care, everyone. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Take care, everyone.
0: All right. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 832. And I think this is Uma. Is this Uma? 832, you're on the air. Hi, Naila. It is you. Welcome to the show, sweetheart.
3: It is me. And we missed you so much. And I was really terrified, you know, knowing about what went on a few days before. I was really panicking.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. I got When I got to the hospital, they wouldn't let me use my cell phone in the emergency room. And so there was no way I could let anybody know what was going on. And I was just in a panic. You have no idea.
3: So <laughs> yeah, my so apologies. Doing good, and, you know, everything else is also good. And I wish well for everyone to recover past. That includes the listeners, readers, and also Mr. Quilce. Christopher Ryan and um, Miss Nile Alicia and all our friends.
0: I am. I'm glad I'm here tonight, and I'm glad you're here tonight with me. So, what do you have for us, darling?
3: I have some poems or some things. We can call them as poems if you will. These are all not rhyming ones, but. Some things that have it too. You can call them poems if you wish. And the first one is called Krishna, My Forever Love. I don't know if I have read it already. Well, let me read it, even though I have read it. And it might help me to redo it one more time if I do read it indeed. Please. My mind knows not. Why it's calling your name? I think I must have read it. My heart knows not how to stop the saying. Like a windmill on the run, your name keeps repeating. Do I want to think of you? I do not know honestly. I do not want to ever, never. I did not say, miss you. Still, so I'm not saying, never see you. Yet I know not why I'm scared. It repeats on its own as if chanting. It is some spirit that I have to fight. If it stops, I will restart always. So let me keep doing my chores, let me keep talking of things known or unknown, relevant or irre- irrelevant, sensible sensible or insensible, yet the sensitive mind that she is always chants you in the heart, in the back of mind. Reliving you every minute, I know you will rescue me from my troubles as always. Dear Krishna, my forever love. and poem.
0: The God of compassion, tenderness, and love. <laughs> That's him.
3: Mm-hmm. That's him. It is. And this is poem which I promised that if you have time, I could read. Please. It's um, in life, tangibly yours. We are those who connect with heart as we reach out. Over the net, a small voice unheard ever gets heard once, so do hundreds. Finding their wings, opening a new world, taking them off into a whole new world of words and more words which keep pouring when it rains or pours. When the sun rises in the east, when the birds travel yonder, when a child sits to wonder, or a grandma wonder, whither art thou, O my love tender? We are not alone. We live the thunder. We walk hand in hand, not asunder. We pray, we weep, we love, we laugh. Let not loneliness ever lead to despair. Be one with nature and be nurtured. Let not them walking corpses, living in the past, try to hurt you, nor eclipse your creative light with them huge stubborn egos. For you, my friend, are a person of your own make and kind, never seen ever before, nor ever until eternity. Till Till death do us bond in poetry, beauty, love, and beyond. End poem.
0: Absolutely beautiful, sweetheart.
1: Absolutely
3: beautiful. And if you remember, this was the curtain raiser that you presented two weeks back. It was uh, almost the end of the program, and I came up with this. I said that this is what I was writing about net and internet and the relations, and then you said, oh, you're a teaser, I completely <laughs> You do. You come on and you give
0: me these little teases and then just stop and it's like, wait, what, what, wait, I'm not, what? <laughs> <You're>, what?
3: <laughs> you can't be done yet. Yeah, well, uh, for now. For now we are done.
0: Yeah. Well, sweetheart, it is really good to hear from you tonight. I am so sorry I was not here last week for you. And... um I appreciate you being worried more than you know. Everything is good now, and we're back on track. So, hopefully, that will never happen again.
3: I hope so too. And I, I don't want to wish upon it any anything. You know, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone, and we're glad you're here. And it will never come back to you. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right, Uma. Do me a favor, honey, and tell everybody how to find you.
3: Oh, oh. Again, the same old question, how to find me? I'm still searching that question and I still don't have an answer to that. And Yet I try my best to see what I can tell about it. Um, If I go to Blogger and if I look up for my blogs, there are plenty of them. One is Poetry by Uma Pochampalli and My Moments, My Thoughts. And the other one is My Moments, My Thoughts again. These are stuff, you know, if you want to read my poem, Poetry by Umba Pachampali is here. I'm always there, or mostly try to be here in Miss Naila Alicia's programs and try to post it on her page. And other than that, on Facebook I might post sometimes and my blabbering sometimes I might share with others. And um, Poemhunter.com also has a page of mine which has about 50 poems and I'm yet to repost most of the poems that I have not posted so far since the past maybe five to seven years about me. That's it.
0: Very cool. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> appreciate you so much. And we will talk to you next week for our New Year's show.
3: Yes, ma'am. Oh, I never believed this is going to be the last real show of the year. I mean, for I know, me, right? For now, <laughs> it's unbelievable how the years go past. And yes, um Remember when we were so, little,
0: everything went so slow. I mean, it was summertime in school, and school got out, and then we had the whole summer ahead of us, and Every time the back door, you know, the the screen door on the back door slammed shut, it was like a whole year had passed and just endless time and endless days and and now it's like I wake up and hiccup and it's like what the hell? It's Christmas time already again or you know? Oh my goodness, it's already spring. What what happened to winter? You know, <laughs> time just goes so fast now. It's crazy. Yeah,
3: and uh, before long we'll be talking about blue bonnets and then you know cold breeze and all that summer evening so yeah. let's enjoy winter when it is and all the lights that are so bright. And y'all have a very, very magic winter wonderland leading you into a new year. And Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs>
0: and to you as well, dear. Thank you so much, honey. We'll thank talk to you
3: soon. Thank Uma. you, Bye bye. Bye
0: bye. Okay. Our, wow, what just happened, you guys? Wow. All right, so I just totally lost the board. All of my callers just dropped. I've got a couple still, but I don't know if they're actually here. I am going to play a track real quick. This is Philip Kent Church. Figure out what's going on with my board, see if I can get these callers back. If you guys, your call dropped and you're trying to call back in and you're getting a fast busy, just keep trying. And uh, we're going to play this track by Philip Kent Church called The Hollers of Home. I just think it's appropriate for this show. So here we go. I'll be right back.
2: The Hollers of Home, an Appalachian poem written and narrated by Philip Kent Church. Growing up free back in the fields, country bred to life's simple fields, drinking water from spring's fountains running in creeks down the mountains. For a better life there was no wishing, hiking, camping, hunting, and fishing, the peaks rolling shadows on a little town in the sweet twilight as the sun went down. Ghostly mist rising up from hollers on a rainy day while the slopes turned blue. The sky's heavy and gray. At night, the mountains towered. The storm lit up the sky. I remember the glowing outline on the spines of ridges high. The many colored hues from the mountains storming, reflected by crystal dews with the dawn's warming. Now the days in the mountains have a certain fate. Dusk always comes early. Sunrise always comes late. In the springtime, we would plow in the fields, and early summer, we'd plant for yields. Come early fall, we'd gather up the harvest, when cannon, making apple butter, our best. Now in late autumn, it's time to slaughter the meat, butchered, then hung in the smokehouse so neat. Then we'd make a little cider, maybe let it get old. All our work carried us through the winter so-cold. During the colder months, attended a little mountain school, learned the three R's and the golden. Recess, the boys might blush and the girls might squeal while playing Red Rover or dancing the Virginia Reel. There wasn't nothing quite better, wasn't nothing so cool. As when your sweetheart let you walk them home from school. The smell of coal smoke rising from the chimney so high. If you lived somewhere else, you'd have to wonder why. They are the hollowers of my home.
0: That was Philip Kent Church. With a little surprise at the end. <laughs> All right, so we are having issues with the line. If you guys are trying to call in and getting a fast, busy signal, just keep trying. Um, we have had, uh looks like Doug was able to get on, so let's grab him real quick. Douglas, are you with us? Mr. Curry? Doug Curry. 585.
17: Dad? Oh I was I was
0: wait, 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 wait. Okay, I think I got you Are you back?
17: Uh yeah, can you hear me now?
0: I can, I can.
17: Okay. Uh I've really called in. I wasn't calling in so much because I was gonna read, but I um didn't wanna didn't wanna be absent from the proceedings here on our this was this would be our Christmas show on it.
0: <laughs> like I would let you be here without reading you silly man.
17: I, so I you know you know what it is? It's like, okay, it's Christmas time, and you know it brings about all these kind of for most people all these maudlin you know bad feelings, either that or something child- childishly happy um and I just didn't feel like well, you know really wanna do anything that was unhappy and so i was just going to just uh just i was just going to uh just you know say hello and wish everyone well but i do have what i think would be a nice little poem that's having to do with the season it's called the uh, winter walkers you may have heard this before Starlight, icy crystal and sparkles, beaming brilliance against a moonlit winter sky. Stars bright, luminescent wonders, scintilla laid bare in the heavens by the pale white light of the moon. Full moon, bathing dingy cityscapes, their dim-lit tawdry tales told beneath street lamps jaundiced glow. We walk, flip on ice, crunch through snow watching for sliding cars and predation lurking in shadows. Moonlit whitewashed winter wind winds through the desolate streets on a pale, cold night in the city. Walk on, whistling winds, barking dogs, chill us, spur our pace on through the moonlight and cold. Our wish upon this night's celestial stars, the comforts of home, peering through icy windows to look upon winter walkers and poems.
13: Winter walkers.
0: That was incredible.
17: <laughs> I uh, I wrote that poem one night. I had walked my dog and I let him get too talk too close to a pit bull and the pit bull attacked him. And uh so I had to fry the pit bull's jaws off of him, and I did which was kind of Holy incredible crap. yeah yeah well that's like I mean, next impossible yeah I, I, I only thought about it afterwards I mean but he had a grip on my dog and I just I know the thought flashed through my mind that if my dog saw something happening to me he probably wouldn't just stand there and watch and so there was only one thing to do which was to attack but uh, in the aftermath, people have told me said, so, "Well, the reason that was able to happen is because he showed that dog so much aggression to so you, called him. You showed him so much aggression that he knew he couldn't win. It was mind he over." He scared
0: matter.
17: him. Yeah, it was mind over matter. Um, so when I when I got him loose, you know, he had bit his face. And that's what I was afraid of, that, you know, a pit bull will grab a hold or something and won't let go. And so, you know, he ripped his face open. And so that's when I grabbed the pit bull by his jaws, had my fist. I, I formed a fist and pried it into his inside of his mouth so that if he had to bite, that he would have to bite down on my full fist, which I thought would take away a lot of leverage or power. And uh, so when I got my dog loose, Oh, and I might add, while this was going on, a police officer pulls up, right? And I'm tussling with a pit bull on the ground and you know, it's not gonna be long before the guy pulls his gun and shoots the dog. And it was my fault for letting the two dogs get too close together. So, it was it was a lot going on. So when I got my dog loose, you know, I packed his face with snow and revived him and pepped him up, you know. I'm back to feeling him, like himself a little bit and we kept walking it was snowing and icy and cold and I came home and wrote this.
10: That's crazy.
17: Yeah. That was from two thousand I'm sorry, two thousand and ten. And the dog died and died the next year. You know. Aww. But 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 that experience that we had together inspired me to write that poem that night.
0: That's incredible. Well, no, just, No, I'm sad. Oh, that's so sad the puppy, I just wanna hug him.
17: <laughs> Why? I mean we all we did what we had to do. I mean, you know, it was me and him and we looked out for each other like we always did and you know. I
13: wanna hug you. Chris. course well, I always wanna hug you. Not,
17: that's, <laughs> different. <laughs> that's different. I hope I don't have to be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't shove your
0: fist in my mouth Okay, if I bite <laughs> I,
8: I won't
17: say another word about that That's fine Okay I, 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 But I hope everybody um, You know, I hope everybody Is, you know In, in the spirit and in the place Where they want to be You know, and I appreciate You know, the chances that we had Over the, over the course of the year To hear everybody's poetry And You know, everybody's heartfelt uh, expression, you know, that kind of rides up and down with the travails of life, you know. We've been able to hear each other as we were happy and sad, and it was reflected in the poetry. And we've been able to hear each other's thoughts as the winds of change keep blowing. And that's Mm -hmm. really edifying, and, and it's really important for us to do. So, Nyla, we appreciate you know, you're providing space for that, and I just appreciate everybody uh, for being part of of this uh, experience that I'm having with being on the show. So Merry Christmas to everyone. I think I can just say that all, all the time through uh, through the holiday season because I'm on the air. I'm always saying happy holidays. And explaining that that means you know have a joyous Kwanzaa and Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas, but not wanting to leave anybody out, I always say Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. But at this point, I think it's okay for me just wish everybody Merry Christmas.
0: You know you're you are you can it's and I'm the same way. You know I always say Merry Happy all the things. Because I believe that all the things come from one thing, and therefore we are all one thing, and that's human. You know, So that's my belief in it. But I, I, I absolutely respect everybody's faith. And I think that people should not be afraid to speak freely and joyfully their faith without the fear of having something thrown back in their face. Well, you can't say that because I don't believe that. It's okay if that person doesn't believe that. I respect what you believe, and they respect what they believe, and they respect. You know, if we all just appreciated the fact that we're a different crayon in the box, then life should be fine. We should be okay. So I absolutely tell you, Merry Christmas to you.
17: Thank you, love. You know, I've long since given up on whatever was politically correct. It's almost like one of the lessons you learn early as a writer is to avoid cliches. So if you uh-huh. can a- avoid cliches in writing a poem or a story, certainly you can avoid cliches in your own thinking. You don't have to sound, and your mind doesn't have to sound like what you heard anyplace else. You know, you know when you've said something that's mean-spirited, or you know when you've said something that's so awkward and demeaning that somebody in the room just got their feelings hurt from what you said. And if you haven't done that, then you don't need to worry about Saying Merry Christmas when you mean that When people you know it makes people happy When you say that to them even mm-hmm. If they're Jewish or Muslim it's, it's a Community of people that know That this is a holy Holiday season for everybody However they express it Hmm.
0: Well said my dear well said
17: Okay love All right.
0: Tell everyone, everyone how much. to find you my dear
17: Yes I am Douglas Curry can be found under that name On Facebook where I have not been very active here lately, but also can be found on allpoetry.com, where I have been doing some writing under the name of Chilled, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D-99. Um, I'm also the host of Blacks and Blues, my radio program that airs on Friday night, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern time at dot o r g. The show airs on Saturday night out of Chicago at 10 o'clock Central Time at org, And hope we meet up again on some of those platforms. But if not there, then definitely here again.
0: Awesome. Well, we will see you next week, hopefully, on the New Year's show.
17: Indeed. Thank you, dear.
0: Thank you, honey. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. All right, I am going to play another piece tonight. We are still having issues with the line, so if you're trying to get in, please, uh, you're getting that fast, busy signal, please uh, just press one. I'm going to play another one by Philip Kent Church because he has so many great ones that just really embrace nostalgia, I guess. And so this one is called Old Mountain Home. Here we go.
2: The Old Mountain Home, an Appalachian poem written and recited by Philip Kent Church. The old mountain home, encroaching forests reclaimed, its falling down all alone, There's nobody to be blamed. Once it was warmed with a hearth and the fire, where children swarmed with youth's desire by a mama's love and all the ties that bind, while high above loomed the ridge's spine. Over there in the yard is where the garden was tended. Yes, the chores were hard. It was a home daily mended. Behind the house are two posts where a line was strung. It looked like a troop of ghosts when the sheets were hung. On the old fence of Split Rail, there was a gate that latched. It opened the way to the well where the water was fetched. Out yonder in the field, full with purple clover, is where the kids squealed at playing Red Rover. The old spring house there is where food was stored for victuals cooked with care and thanks to the Lord. The old porch now laid low once echoed the ringing of the fiddle and banjo with papaw's sweet singing. And these mountains' wild memories of life's simple thrills are the remembrances of a child raised up in these hills.
12: Well, uh, howdy there I, I ain't never uh, done this before I ain't never been on no radio show so uh, if I, I don't do this right um, uh, I hope you'll be kind and forgiven unto me I have to warn you there are a couple of cuss words that will be coming up in the piece that, that I'm about to perform uh, that piece dates from uh, 2009 and I, I would describe it as then being an assessment of the American condition at the, at the moment and my position within that coming out of uh, Eight years of the disastrous Bush administration and hitting that point where the Noran realization that uh, President Obama was neither going to be the man nor the solution that he purported himself to be. And uh, four years on, I'm feeling fully justified in making that assessment at the time. Uh, the piece itself is a, a recontextualization or a modern retelling or whatever you want to call it of a, a piece from 1932 first, first performed by the great blind Willie MacTell called the, the Scary Day Blues. And uh, we live in some scary days these days, so I imagine people will understand how I'm trying to show these these old guys they saw things and they understood things and they were able to say things that had... An almost eternal value, um, rather than just being novelties representative of their times, it was genuine poetry, genuine folk language which uh, still exists and is still relevant today, and, and has not been better, not been superseded by anything that we're we're creating at the moment. And the piece is called uh, "The Cat's Got the hooping Cough" and the Dogs Got the Flu. Big 80 left Savannah Lord, going off to California. Can't live them Georgia laws. All he found at first was moonshine and circumstances, post-industrial Dionysian idiots without potable water or arable land. Masons gathering in the roadside, each of them digging ditches, each of them digging with the ace of spades, exploring the balance between hats and masks and crowns. All the pimps ride motorcycles, they cluster in the desert coming out of primer colored sunsets, each wearing a red tie or sky blue deep on gang affiliations. Killing our profits, imprisoning our senus heretics, getting high on self-shared victimization. But then, 115 miles of Sonora Desert Highway, Big Sur aflame and molten golden sunset red-letter days. Must have been something to see, a glory in their pomp. He shrugged his shoulders and made a deal, saying, hell is full of fortune-tellers and recidivist Democrats, heaven is full of blank checks and statues, and the cat's got the whooping cough, and the dog's got the flu. American beauty is moral high-handedness, seduction and magic in the secret handshake, dupes and patsies, backbiters and syndicators, the lunatic and the fool, feats of clay, hands like jars, pay through the nose to spite your face, harsh woman, bleeding in the rattling of their tongues, pawing your sod, Pawn your chain. I fucked every woman in the Hampton Hotel. Every one of them gave birth to a redhead child. Loaning money for interest and collecting the debt in flesh and bone. How is this unjust? We tolerate the despicable and cast statues of the depraved. You'll spend a dollar like you do a dime. The rooster chews tobacco and the hand-dips snuff. Silence. Cupidity. Manifest destiny. John saw the number but he never learned to read. Reprobate men in ten-set hats. Sloppy as sermonizing. No apologies. No stated reparations. I'll Kinds a reprehensible double talk. If the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't arise, hit the lights and pass the ammunition. Infamy on the counterpane, the landscape of cultural revisionism, liberty, that's a conjurer's stunt. Freedom, it's just another word for when you don't got nothing left to lose when the cat's got the hoop and cough and the dog's got the flu. I got married once to a four-square girl, a Christian woman of unimpeachable reputation who was herself married to another man, a fire-breathing, haul and prophet of God. Things were good between us for a year or two. She used to give me hand jobs in the gravel parking lot behind the Unitarian Church. I used to run errands and fix radios for her. Until one day, she hitched up her shirt and showed me a nation sack. She said, you're going to the boneyard, boy, and you ain't coming back. I cried, larks for mercy. I was blind in one ear and totally deaf in my nose. She threw the dice and stuffed them in my bedclothes. I I said, I love you, but my ears are full of poison. I keep seeking the moon, but I found only a flower garden. I fell asleep, and now I'm dead. What more is there to say? I know you salty new lover, Fat Mouth Sam, a rounder, and a grinder who sold all his poetry for a bucket of beer. i seen you unfold for him like a butterfly, naked in your kitchen. And I ain't faced. He's just as dead as I am, and I'm the best-dressed man in this graveyard, baby. There ain't no one needs to shine my shoes for the cat's got the whooping cough, and the dog's got the flu. Yearn for a pragmatic mesmerist, a thrower of flowers, a balcony manipulator. One hand on the table, the other on the abortionist hook. But while we get his mountebanks in collared cuffs, speaking of hand jobs, Billy E collars, greased manners, in pompadours, kings. While we get a Mustangs when we hunger for Buicks. While we get a Kid Gloves when we play in the Clary Walkin' Boots. So you spend all your salt, you pay your taxes, you're a modern individual, cold in hand, deep in the policy game, modern conscious plus white man's burden is a brand new state saving chain while we get his instruction to the witless not eyesight to the blind judges the dissemblers who are constantly on the make fraud is the only insurance ambiguity is the currency of the afterlife the truly righteous man will not shiver when he wears his own skin he kills new deal democrats on sight and strikes his bargain with an agrarian handshake the last righteous man comes running from foggy bottom up to capitol hill hollering the hurricane is coming the hurricane is coming Unloose loose the helicopter lash down the women folks gas up the plane! america is shaking any man who claims right rights without and responsibilities is a scoundrel, a fish-shaking televangelist wherever shall agree. Anyone who says live free or die should be made to do so. But this man is not president. This man is not undersecretary agriculture. This man is not the editor of the Washington Post. The righteous man has no voice in the Washington Post, in the Huffington Post, or on Fox News, and yet the cat's got the hooven cough, and the dog's got the flu.
1: That was
0: Seb with Cats Got the Whooping and Cough and Dogs Got the Flu. Looks like we have some of our lines coming back in. We are going to grab area code 419. Are you with us, my dear? Hi,
9: Natalie.
0: How you doing, Melvin?
9: Not bad. How about you?
0: I am doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you.
9: It's good to be here. Good to hear from you.
0: I'm glad you so, were to make able to make it in. What do you have for us tonight, sweetheart?
9: Okay, uh, let's see. I got a couple here. Right, I'm gonna do this one first. Uh, it's called "The Power of Love." Have um, you been hurt by love before? Have vowed never to love again, and then I met you. In the beginning, I tried to walk away from you. But you tried to rip it around my heart and, and connected it to your soul. I tried to shut you out. But you opened my mind to the endless possibilities of letting you in. The sound of your voice was like a harp of an angel. Your kiss was like my first breath. I gasped for more. And your touch. Your touch was like a soft breeze on a tropical island, warming me from the inside. Now I realize that to have attempted to resist you was futile. And because of you, I've learned to respect the power of love and you.
0: That was beautiful. Thank you. That was absolutely beautiful. Are you going to read too, honey? Okay. <clears throat>
9: okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it on love. Tonight. Okay. This is called Love and Velvet. If tomorrow were forever and today was all there was and the sun was slowly sitting just the way it always does, I'd lay me down and close my eyes and, and in my reverie, off in the blue, I'd be with you and, and you would be with me. If forever were a moment and a moment spanned all time, in that everlasting moment, I'd close for you a rhyme of a love with no conditions, with no boundaries and no shame, and it would be with you Forever. If that moment ever came If forever came and went In the blinking of an eye And I put my arms around you As forever passes by In that nocturnal passing I know that I will find Eternal peace Along with you In the evening of my mind And Paul
0: That needs to be a song For real? For real, you need to have somebody make that into a song, and I bet that would be played at every single wedding. It would be in the in the top 40 best-selling and number one wedding songs in the whole world. That is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Seriously, that needs to be a song. I'm not even kidding.
9: Do you write music?
0: I don't. <laughs> I own I don't two violins and all kinds of flutes and a guitar, and I can't play a damn note. I wish I could. I even own a piano. I have a piano in my front room. I can't.
9: I can not play a key. <laughs> I have a keyboard. I can't play it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you need to find someone to work on that with you. Find someone who writes music and have somebody work on that with you because that really should be a song. That would be beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, perfectly. The rhythm of it, the 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 structure of it, all of it is perfect.
9: Okay. All
0: right. Come back back and listen to the show. Listen to you read that. After the show archives, come back and listen to the show and listen to yourself read that, and you'll see what I hear. Okay.
9: I'll do that. Okay. My son writes music.
0: Oh, that would be incredible, wouldn't it?
9: Yeah. It
0: It would. Oh, wow, yeah. Do that.
9: Yeah, he's a music major.
13: Oh, have him do that, please, please, please. I'll talk to him. He lives in Nevada.
9: So.
0: What would be a better thing to do than do a collaboration on something like that with your son? That would be incredible. Tell him Nyla said so, no excuses.
9: Okay.
0: And tell him that if he does not I'll come down there. I'll knock on his dang door.
9: <laughs> <laughs> you, you All right, to my love, to him please.
0: <laughs> tell everyone how to find you, honey.
9: Okay, you can find me uh, on Facebook, Facebook. Um, on YouTube and but um, all poetry under Melvin B. Johnson. Perfect.
0: All right, sweetheart, we you be here next week for our anniversary, or our, not anniversary, our New Year's show.
9: I'm sure we're going to try to make it. Okay. I'm plan,
0: I'm, I'm
9: plan, all right. I'm so are...
0: Okay. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Appreciate it, Melvin. All right. All right. Bye-bye, hon. Bye-bye. All right. Two more callers. We have 5.06 and 7.57. We have about 12 minutes left in the show. Looks like we're going to get this done. 5.06, you're on the air. Hello, it's Lady Hi, sweetheart. A.
13: sweetheart, how are you doing? Good, how are you?
0: Wonderful. It's good to hear from you. I'm glad you were able to make it on.
13: Well, I, I'm late. I I get the times mixed up, I guess, and, and uh, I'm a little bit late because I think your show is almost over now. Um, but you
0: made it on in time, so that's good.
13: Okay. Um, I have a Christmas poem, mm-hmm. uh, if you'd like to hear it.
3: Please, yes.
13: Okay. Um, wait now, I thought this was for... Well, it's called Once Upon a Christmas Day. Once upon a Christmas Day, families sang and children played... Dinner served on Royal Albert. Parched lips drank from Waterford. Crowded around the Duncan Fife, faces glow in candlelight. Turkey served with all the trimmings. Not before we ask God's blessing. And once upon a Christmas day, families changed, moved in to stay. Dinner served on paper plates. Water quenches dry pallets. Meagre gifts, tattered bows shared love the story told lacking tinsel and shiny foil in my arms for me to spoil traditions past are no more memories kept in locked drawer out of all the bling and glitter love's tra- tradition born this winter tradition my chickadees in my arms in my heart my three bairns and poem Oh, I
0: love that! I love the chickadees.
13: <laughs>
0: that was awesome. Um,
13: thank you. I, um, are you going
0: to read two tonight?
13: I can yes. Let me find. Um, let me see another one here. Hang on a second. Oh, I lost the page. Imagine. <laughs>
14: so, are you are you ready for Christmas?
13: I'm just putting my tree up
0: tonight i oh, sprayed some fake snow on it and i think i'm good to go i'm not even going to decorate wow. it <laughs> it's been one I'm of a, it's, I'm it's, a, it's been a, a big, month i
13: start in the middle of november i love it
0: i normally do i normally have i and i put a i do a winter tree i don't do a christmas tree i do a winter tree i normally have it up the day after thanksgiving and this year it's just been it's been one thing after another and But I refuse. It's it's like it's it's so close to Christmas and stuff. It's like, you know, why even bother making the mess? But I don't. The first year I don't do it gives me an excuse to not do it again. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. So I'm making myself do it.
13: Wow. It's hard when you're not in the spirit of it, that's for sure. I... um... I force myself to, though. But I do enjoy it. I love the lighting, I love the ambiance and
11: Oh and I do too. Covering
13: around and putting it all up. I have the house is just I have it uh it's gorgeous actually, I have to say, even if I do say so myself. I I love uh I love Christmas.
0: You have to share pictures. But send me some pictures I wanna see.
13: Okay, I'll do that. Um That'd be awesome um this is called fly like coming birds and it's um it's a it's inspired by a poem called words 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 by um um jesse Re- um, redham Faust um a woman who was a poet i'm trying to see what the date is. she was she was born in eighteen eighty two and uh she was an author of four novels, and uh, she's a, uh, a a a black woman who, at that time, um, was um, outstanding. You know what I mean? Like she 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 was uh, went for it. She, she was educated. She really pushed herself to to be educated. And and I'm just skipping over a bunch of stuff, but. Um, but she was very successful in in, uh, in writing uh, novels and poetry, and uh, she 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 was uh, she wrote a book called The Crisis, and it was the official publication of the NAACP in, in that position from uh, was 1919, I guess, through 1926. She's she's not a well well known person, but she should be. And so I, I was inspired by this poem, and I wrote, I wrote this to reflect that, and it's called Fly Like Hummingbirds. Soft, the words spoken, tender their intent. Nuances you then adored, today you much resent. How did we begin despising what once we dearly loved, now fractured, our lovely cold and dead? Pain sleeps in my bed. How can the beauty which once was us be destroyed without a trace? Promises never ending, love until we part. Tis like a journey to the mountains, climbing Mount Everest, trusting one, my life in your hands, yours in mine. Falling from the peak, plummeting to the ground, our words spewed out on impact. The rest choked us anew. Cankers on our tongues. Cruelty and assassin killed my loving you. Remember why we spoke our love and flew like hummingbirds. Maybe we can love again if our hearts grow words and poem.
0: Wow. Very good job on that. Thank you. You're welcome. That was incredible.
13: Thank you very much. Are you going to do two? That was my second one. I'll do another one if you want.
0: (laughs) See, this is what happens when you call in in late to the show. You get the late show, Nyla.
11: (laughs) And God knows what that's going to
0: end up being, right? (laughs) We actually have one more person Waiting to get on um, Okay So How about you bring that When you are going to read To next week's New Year's show Sure Yes See there's a method to my madness I did that intentionally Just to make sure you were at the universe, Or the Why don't you saying anniversary See late night and I left <laughs>
13: <laughs> Well have a lovely uh, holiday In the next couple of uh, days And uh and uh, we'll see you next week.
0: Thank you so much, sweetheart. I'm really glad you were able to make it on tonight. Great job.
13: Thank you so much.
0: Tell everyone how to find you before you take off.
13: Um, on allpoetry.com, uh, under the uh, pen name Lady A. Perfect. And on Facebook, Andrea Wheaton.
0: Perfect. All right, Andrea, we'll see you next week, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. It looks like our next caller, Speaker, uh, 757, am I right? 757, seven, you're on the air.
18: Hello, Miley. this is Mr. Speaker. I knew it.
0: I knew it. Yes. Hi, sweetheart. You were able to make it in just in time. I'm not. Con- We've got four minutes left in the show. Read. Go.
18: Let's go. Bars. I have forgotten more bars than most have written. Start by sitting. Give me all you got, baby, and I'll still be spitting. So does Mr. Speaker have bars tonight? Darn right. See, I'm a hard hitter, head splitter, constant spitter, seldom quitter, spoken word transmitter. As the people in you will see, I spit educational bars continuously. Spilling ink, killing trees, delivering hopes and liberties, uplifting spirits. Get off your knees mentally, not sexually. Stand up straight so you can breathe. See eyes and liberty, love, joy, hope. Honestly, read between the lines. And actually, right there, baby, is where you'll find the best poetry. And this is the one I want to read for you. hope I can make it. It's Baby Girl. This is number two. Baby Girl. I want to start a conversation with you that will last several generations. A combination that will bless nations. Some feel the verbal vibration of our collaboration, me loving you through thick and thin to level only God can comprehend. I am not your father or your mother, but baby, I am your biological lover. Sweetheart, live this dream with where the only thing better than us is pure fantasy. Take this journey as poets write and live vicariously through what they see. Come, let's join hearts, souls, lives, and hands. Allow me to show you the strength of a submitted and committed man. Be my life's diamond so that every time I see you, my soul slows down to admire your presence, your beauty, and your essence. In your favor, the day we join hands, I will forever save it. When I listen to music, it is about us that I reminisce. See, baby girl, you are every song in my playlist. Be my spades and dance partner for life, mutually covering one another. Turn to me during strife. Add to my confidence. Be my good thing and increase my abilities happily. Your presence in my life is proof that there is a God and that he loves me tremendously. I stand here hoping to have a lifelong conversation with you. So, baby girl, with me, I would like to know what are you going to do? In peace.
0: <laughs> what are you going to do with me? <laughs> <laughs> I love that that opening line. Oh God, I know I'm I'm going to butcher it, but I want to start a conversation with you that lasts. A couple generations, but you know I, I'm sorry I didn't get it right, but that that was amazing that I mean that absolutely set the tone for the whole piece that was so endearing and loving and just incredible incredible yeah,
18: that's why I've not spit that poem yet. I just wrote it, and i I like how you give feedback, so that's why I read it
0: <laughs> i don't uh-huh. know a woman out there in the world that would not absolutely be heart heartily seduced by that opening line.
18: <laughs> wow. How's well, okay. that for feedback? That's feedback for you.
0: <laughs> I mean, think about, think about what that one line, what the, the implications of that one line are. What you're, what, I mean, that is absolutely powerful.
11: Yeah. yeah. Re- I mean, like I
0: you, you really look at what you're saying <laughs> to her. That Seriously, that's incredible. That curled yeah. the toes of my heart.
18: Ooh. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> you're
0: welcome. <laughs> Baby, tell everyone how they can find you.
18: Hey, um Mr Speaker, Mr Speaker Inc. dot com on Facebook. I G is James dot Spears, wherever you can find. Let's do poetry.
0: Absolutely perfect. All right. Thank you so much for being here tonight, for getting in before the end of the show. And I hope you're able to make it back next week for our end of the year New Year's show.
18: All right. Thanks for having
0: me. Our pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. You guys, I am going to attempt this, and I'm probably going to butcher it horribly and wish that I hadn't, but I'm going to have to just because it's awesome. I normally play a track at the end of the show, and I wish I had... Dave's number, because I would call him and have him read this. I was really hoping he would call in tonight. This poem is written by Dave Kuhn, and I'm going to read it. Um, He posted it earlier, and it said, you know, Christmas comes once a year, and so does this poem, So Suffer. It's called Carjacked by Santa, and so I'm going to try to stumble my way through it. I've never read it. I haven't read it out loud. Usually, I'll try reading something out loud before I try doing it live, but... You know what? We don't always do it pretty here, but we always do it, and if I butcher it, I hope that he knows that this is done at 11. Will forgive me, but it's so cute, I have to read it, and it's a great piece to close the show with. So, This is by Doug Kuhn, and it's called Carjacked by Santa. The night before Christmas, a quarter past five, released from work, I start to drive. Into my truck, I tore out with a roar, slamming on the brakes and laid on the horn. Traffic crawled forward, one foot per minute. The freeway was jammed, and I was stuck in it. I gave up the frustration and went with the flow, eased out the clutch, and crept forward some more. I finally arrived at the scene of the crime, a little old man pushing his ride to the side. I pulled over to help. No one else even cared. Other drivers flipped him, or they just stared. "'What's up, old man?' I said to the little old guy." His answer floored me. I still wonder why. He said, Vixen came into heat as we were flying low. Prancer went nutso and pounced on the doe. The sleigh skittered and swayed, went out of control, and landed right here on this forsaken road. I sent the deer home. They wouldn't stay. I need your help. Offload the sleigh. Offload to where? I asked the old man. Why, into your truck. Hurry, I'm late. Before I knew it, my truck bed was filled with toys and gadgets. It was stuffed to the gills. Then to my irritation, my truck changed its hue. It changed to bright red from my pastel blue. I don't like red, I said in strife. It's just for one night. Now get in and drive. I started to drive, got back in the jam. Faster, faster, said the old man. When suddenly we suddenly launched into the twinkling sky, my mind said, shit, my stomach said by The world was a blur, no Starbucks in sight, from rooftop to chimney all through the night. We even stopped to give give a bag, bag lady her due. She wanted Pugs Bunny for some rabbit stew. As dawn arrived, the sun glowed in the fog. The old man hopped out and said thanks and was gone. I said cool and went off to bed, but the trouble is my truck was still red. The moral of this story should be quite clear. Don't stop to help an old man with eight little deer. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy, merry, everything. That was Dave Kuhn with Carjacked by Santa. I hope all of you have a great holiday season, and we will see you next week for our New Year's show. Good night, everybody.